0: Welcome to Walking Backwards, I'm Brad Gramet. First things first, Walter Clausen is back. They're sponsoring the show again. And the timing is perfect because my guest and I talk about the iBear drop-down in this episode, which, as I've said before, I love and never take off my vest. So thank you to Walter Clausen for the iBaird. and thanks for supporting this show in our community. Okay, so as you'll hear, this episode starts a bit strangely for reasons that will be clear when you listen and will be even clearer if you sign up at Patriot.com slash walking backwards and support the show because you'll be able to listen to a segment I do for my supporters called Best Day Worst Day and this particular one is great because my guest Andrew AJ Johnson talks about his audition for Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, he had to audition as a camera operator for that movie. Uh, never heard of that happening before, and uh, it's a cool story. So check it out. He also talks about a movie he worked on called Upgrade, which I noticed last night is on HBO right now. So um, check it out. It's a really cool movie, and uh, it's prescient because it's all about AI and it's like five years old. So uh, also, I finally started an Instagram page for the podcast where I'll be posting podcast related stuff so it's at walking underscore backwards underscore podcast if you want to follow and if you want to email me you can at walking backwards podcast at gmail.com okay on to the episode here's my conversation with AJ Johnson all right AJ it we were in we were in danger of having this whole conversation off the mic (laughs) this
1: is good this is good
0: yeah, you like? We're having a little, uh, a little Lost Republic California bourbon. Yeah, no, nice. nice. Even though it's eight in the morning, but
2: still, you know. No, it's not <laughs> eight in the morning. <laughs> it's eight in the morning somewhere. It's just not here. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks so much for um, inviting me. Oh yeah, thanks <laughs> for really coming on man, the I, podcast. I, and, I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks uh, so much for for doing it. You know, we really appreciate it. I was listening to one with Andy Shuttleworth in the car. Oh yeah, just the other day on the way home from work, and yeah, it was very entertaining and informative yeah yeah he's um
0: well he's a nice guy but he's very talented uh, Mm. just some of the stuff uh well the insight on that boogie night shot yeah yeah you know i i didn't know uh how they did that you know him talking about sliding the crane and then running right off into the yep yep you just yeah, they don't know. It. And the thing about him flipping it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what this is for: is all the little, all the little details and bullshit, and totally good yeah. stuff. And you know, sometimes people are bored with it. I'm sure, but I have fun, so I don't care. No, and I hope the guests have fun. Totally, and I hope yeah. everybody listening enjoys it. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were we? What the hell were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about uh, Australian and English. Actors compared to like American actors, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say, which is why I said, let's start recording again because we're just bullshit. <laughs> um, no, no, a lot of them it seems like they come from like I had an actor tell an American actor that did um Band of Brothers mm-hmm. and they shot all that in England, yep. Well, the first one, the, 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 Band, of the Brothers, Band of Brothers, the, 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 yeah, the yeah, yeah. series, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um. I know they kind of continued on, did the Pacific out here. It's yeah, almost yeah. like the same thing, yep. right? Yes. Um, no, he said, you know, it's funny, like, uh, in the UK, uh, the actors at the end of the day used to have to stay and sweep the floors, you know? And, oh, really? Uh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, this is probably something he heard from somebody from Hawaii, way back or whatever. But the the attitude is different. He's like, you know, they're not all, they don't walk in and, yeah act like the world revolves around them and certainly not all americans or you know do but there's a little bit more of like sometimes an entitled thing that i just feel you get this really down-to-earth thing with with aussies yep
2: and with well english you know and um totally definitely with australians and 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 new zealanders (coughs) um yeah it's just that yeah it's just that adage i think that more to do with you know maybe from where they start they might start in tv and it's like you know acting and you know going to auditions and you know it isn't it definitely you're thankful to to have a job let alone you know working on a big tv or a movie you know that's right and you know there's not a lot that happens you know compared to other places in the world australia you know at any one time there might be you know as far as movies go there might be like 10 5 to 10 things happening at any one time so right compared to you know i guess somewhere like the states where there's hundreds of things happening and yeah excuse me <laughs> jeez hope that didn't uh, it was probably you yours. Can, that uh, came uh, out of nowhere yeah it might be a bit of editing required i don't you know what <laughs> I,
0: I i really do not edit good um I, I, there there are examples of of where i had to but only really I mean, you know some it, sort of liability well, yeah, I don't know what someone else could say that would make me liable for anything, but there have been once or twice where somebody uh, said, "Oh, so and so did this to so and so," and then went, "Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I shouldn't have said that." I say, "Okay, that's fine." You know, I'm not into editing the whole thing. It's not like you know we're not going to go through and pick it. Oh, I like this, I like that. But if you said something f- fucked by accident, yeah, yeah no, I'll no. get rid of it. Other than that, we take a break and then I come right back and we keep going. So. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I think it's better that way because it's a little more natural and, you know, yeah, and yeah. whatever. And it's less work for me. So, <laughs> But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of the actors, I, I was telling you, yeah, I did this movie with Luke Hemsworth and he was just like... It was yeah. a good example of... of uh, I think that's what brought it up, but it was a good example of just a person being a nice human and...
2: Yeah, totally. ...wanted to hang. And you said you've... Yeah, I've done a few bits and pieces with Luke and, you know, he always remembers... He remembered me before I remembered him. He's like, "Oh, AJ, what's going on?" i like, "Hang on a minute, yeah." Everybody, that's impressive. Oh, yeah, That's right. You look, <laughs> yeah. But no, he's, he's a dude. He's good. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. I did some of West. Oh, it was a crazy shit. crazy shit Did like three, oh, two or three weeks of Westworld in um, Singapore a few years. Ago. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like, tra- you know, traipsing all around the world, and I think they just come from Spain. I get a call. Oh, we oh, I didn't to- know that. Yeah, and they shoot the whole thing on film, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a little bit of, uh, I think, Sony Venice for night stuff. But yeah, and Luke was in that. He was... Um, he sure was. He's good he did in that, really too. really well. Yeah. He's a robot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I've, I've actually seen it,
2: but... No. That season, season three.
0: It's... That show's great, and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the first season is brilliant. But it, to be honest, and uh, it got a little convoluted. I, I watched the whole thing, but it mm-hmm. it got pretty convoluted. Yeah, the first the second season, I, season I was like,
2: what the fuck's going on? Yeah, it sort of went a bit. Not so much Westworld, and more, you know. Yeah, you know, robot AI,
0: and it went a little world. while. Well, the whole did you watch the second season at all? Uh, where they started went, it, yeah, where it yeah. started being like samurais and stuff, and I didn't know. I mean, it turns out that's the idea is like there's all these different timelines or whatever. I guess. Yep. But they don't really let you know, so you're just confused for like ten episodes until yeah. <laughs> until it you lost, figure it out. It lost me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think it lost some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, if you listen to Harhoff's, because obviously he does it uh, the show or oh, the, yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, that season, all that. Whether it was flashback or flash forward, I can't remember. But all of that, uh, like samurai, whatever stuff, yep. was shot anamorphic, or the oh, show was yeah, either yeah, shot yeah. anamorphic or spherical, and then that was the opposite. Yep. yep. So they were carrying. I'm guessing they probably were carrying four camera bodies to begin with. Mm-hmm. They had, had so much A B Steadicam. Yep. Extra. I mean, they might have had six bodies. Yep. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. Maybe right, but then they have then they have to have a whole other setup. So yeah. if they have six anamorphic now, they have six f- spherical as well. It's like two camera trucks,
1: oh, yeah, or
2: totally.
0: three or four.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had the most. I mean, actually, that was the, the <coughs> coolest thing about that. You know, it was only like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, in um, Singapore, that is pulled a crew, a few guys from New Zealand, trying to find people who could still load film here because we don't really shoot any film down here anymore there's no more processing labs left but um so we dragged some people from here from Australia and did like one guy did a learn how to load film the day before he left so and he ended up doing really well good um but the coolest thing was working with um Chris Harhoff you know it's pretty oh was rare. Chris here too yeah yeah well Chris was that all in Singapore so they were in Singapore yeah, so yeah. but yeah it's awesome there's not many times um you get to work with another Steadicam operator on the same set.
0: Were you both doing Steadicam on the same We're set?
2: Both doing Steadicam. Oh, it was sort of a splinter unit. So we'd be off in one corner of the city on a, in a high-rise building. They'd be on the street. Then we'd go to this unit. And yeah, yeah. like a logistical... Popping around a bit. Logistical nightmare of 19-hour yeah, yeah. days. But it was... Um, How long? Like 18-hour... 17, 18, 19-hour days. <laughs> With lots of Singapore crab um, squished in between. Yeah. yeah, yeah Singapore crab crab yeah it's good oh it's awesome yeah okay i haven't been <laughs> to singapore
0: was, my friend my friend that i'm uh here with he he was telling me uh yeah uh, singapore is awesome so oh yeah
2: it's great <coughs> that was that was the cool yeah there's a few times where we there's a couple of days where we just did you know steady cam on the one set all day but just watching chris work um yeah it was brilliant He's yeah such a, just get in there and do it and nothing's a problem and mm-hmm. um but such an yeah, an awesome operator. So. I've n- I've
0: never I've never uh, seen him at work, but you know, just yeah. chatting with him, you get the yeah,
2: you get the gist. And he's very tall. Is it also like, he's Like Garrett Brown, tall. <laughs> is he? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty tall. How do I not? Well, I'm six five. Okay,
0: Garrett's like six seven. I think. Yeah, yeah. Is Chris is tall? Is Chris taller than me? He's I didn't pretty notice. Tall. Okay, yeah, he's pretty all right. Tall.
2: <laughs> so I don't remember just noticing like far out. He's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To do shots on these actors that are like short asses that. Five and a half feet.
0: Well, you know what I found is helpful for me with that is the um, is that drop down. Oh yeah. You have a pro vest. Yeah,
2: I've got that. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the um, it's great. Yeah. And for me already, because I came from a, a master vest and arm. Yep. Uh, I was used to wear it, where it kind of was there, and it puts it in the same spot. And then for being tall, you're tall too. How tall are you? Yeah, like six two and a half. Six right. Three. Six. Yeah, two, yeah. Right. So like for me. That four-inch drop-down or six or whatever it is mm. puts the camera like right where I want the arm to be, but puts the camera at the eye height of a lot of, you know, an average person. Or yep. And yep. then you can adjust, obviously, but it's kind of great instead of just having to be down all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. But um, uh, you, you were talking about two steadicams. I did uh, – it's been so long I haven't done a podcast in three years. Oh, really? My last one came out in – It came out, I think, at the beginning of April 2020.
2: So this is your first podcast in...
0: Technically, it's second. Okay. I don't know when they'll air. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, (laughs) I'm very... uh... I think you're number 63. Okay. But my count could be off. But um, no, you know, I talked to James, as you know, James Puli in in Melbourne, and then uh, you here, and then there'll be hopefully a couple more. Uh, Logistically, it's been a little... As a matter of fact, thank you for your flexibility on on oh, no, no, on probably. everything. But um, uh, no, but so there's there's so much stuff that I always feel like oh I probably talked about on the podcast already, but I did a show with I did second unit on the Terminal List, uh-huh. this uh, Amazon show, and my friend Josh Harrison was a steady, and then shooting some second unit, and he originally brought me in to operate for him. Mm-hmm. My first day was at the the water tank at Paramount. Up to our knees in water, wearing waders, handheld. their are spraying. My very first shot. I was covered in fake blood. They were <laughs> right. literally sprint. Uh, bl- uh, they blasted a um, uh, a squid squ- yeah, yeah. directly at my lens. So, okay. so the left half of my face and body and this part of my arm just covered in blood, and then this part clean because I have my eye to the IPC. Yeah, luckily. So there's a guy in front of me shooting. Uh, it was either an LMK or a saw. I can't remember which. Boom! 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 You yep. can feel it in your chest, like, and then <laughs> that was my first shot on the whole show. Nice. So anyway, this is a long way of getting to it. Uh, they end up doing a lot of second unit. So I, I am I'm going in every week for six six months, one to five days. Mm-hmm. I had the good end of it because Josh was five days a week and it was a rolling lunch which means if you're a camera you just don't eat yeah totally. especially with covid there was no eating on set uh, so, so can even you have
2: if- rolling lunch how is that even a thing you can't have rolling lunches but you can't eat on set like i'm on a show right now where you know there's actually they've been pretty good we're people up people's houses and like, like you know sort of mansion-y kind of houses quite nice houses it's like, oh be careful with coffees and all that it's like but, you know we need to eat on set otherwise yes. it's like you know it's just that the first day see the dolly grips and the operators are the even the first day they can get out if he wants just to you know cover himself just for to cover himself but it's it. <laughs> there is a certain amount of people it's like look i just got to eat it's got to be messy I'm going to be dropping crumbs I've got to eat mm-hmm. nah, yeah
0: yeah and <laughs> you can be respectful and nice but yeah
2: but um but that's tough during COVID we're on
0: stage we're outside you can't eat yeah what the <laughs> fuck you you know like come on man so they were and they were doing minimum 14s yes. most didn't go too much longer than 14 but pretty much everything was 14 and three hour rolling lunch so what would happen is at the very last part of lunch the second would say like hey Brad can you just look this menu up I'll grab you something mm-hmm. and then I'll you know if you get a chance and they'd go and they'd grab it and then two and a half hours later They'd say, "Hey, Brad, uh, your food's still on the cart. Do you want it?" And I'm like, "How long's it been sitting there? Like two and a half hours." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I don't. know Number one, I don't see a moment where I'm going to get away because we're on the sixth mm. s- floor of this um, of this stairway. Yeah, yeah. And I know the food's directly down the stairway, outside around the corner by the truck. Yeah, it sounds close, but it's like a you know." Eight minutes to get down there, eight minutes to get back, and, you know, a few minutes to One day I did that. I took one bite of PA said, are you Brad? I said, yeah. He goes, they need you on set. Yeah, right. That was what I (laughs) ate that day. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah. So part of our union stuff, I'm sure you heard there was a bit of a kerfuffle, like, last year, year and a half ago, whenever it was, Uh where we voted no on a contract. Okay. And uh, there were a, a bunch of different things, but one of the things we got in the contract that we ended up getting was... Meal Because they were paying us meal penalties for this. Yep. And I heard some hammers, some grips, like, <laughs> you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth day play grips guys. Uh, who, by the way, can switch out and take a lunch. Yep. yep. No worries. Yep. Um, I'm running to the bathroom one day. Yep. It's the one break I had for the first eight hours of the day. Mm-hmm. To go pee. And uh, literally, like speed walking there because I know, I know we got to set that dolly move up blah 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 mm-hmm. and I hear these two grips ah oh, this shit's great man give me the fucking money let's do this this lunch thing every day and I almost stopped and said yeah it's great for you you get to eat look at you lollygagging yeah. I mean not that they don't work hard but these guys are like you know it's a different deal mm. and yeah you get to eat of course it's great yeah pay me extra not to take a break but you still get one yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get one anyway. I felt real bad for Josh. There were a couple days we had lunch, which which was nice just to get off maybe, your feet.
2: Maybe there's a market there to be like a... um, You know how they have those little... Where do they have those? Up in the Gold Coast. You can, you can rock up to this little place. It's called a, like a, a drip station. If you like get, an IV? If you get hammered the night before, you can yeah, sit yeah. in this thing and they put an IV in you. It's like, you like a know, hangover They have different flavors. You get potassium. Like blueberry flavored and all this... I don't know if it actually is. <laughs> oh, do they call him that, really? I think that's yeah. They, <coughs> that's could, they funny. should just do that on set.
0: You know, there's one Cook of those... you up. <laughs> it, but this is funny. This connects a little. There's a place like that, the IV place. It's called The Solution. I'm not advertising the for but, it, but it's like three blocks from my house. It's okay. right on Santa Monica Boulevard in, uh, in my neighborhood. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd seen it before. That's the place the terminalist was doing all their testing. So, during COVID, they switched over to a testing place.
1: <laughs>
0: and so, terminalists required two tests before you worked. Yep. Two different days. So, my very first day that day in the tunnels was a Tuesday, I remember, because Sunday they had to test me, but the place isn't open. So, they sent somebody to my house. Yep. I stepped out the sidewalk. They did me the swab, and I walked back in. Then the next day, I walked three blocks and got it. And, you know, they were paying us a little. The Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this! I lucked out. Meanwhile, the people who lived in the valley—there was one in West Hollywood, one in Long Beach, and one in like Manhattan Beach. Like anybody who lived in the valley had to drive an hour to get, or forty-five minutes. Yeah, Yeah. it's such a strange time. Could go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They had like three hundred shows at one point. Yeah, wow. People—they were telling me they're like, oh yeah, we're just cranking, just churning it through. Yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, oh. Anyway, the whole point of the thing was Josh and I ended up doing a couple of days. And I did a day with Taj Tafaha, not the whole day, but um, he came on almost like third unit. No, no, he was just with us. Josh was shooting second unit. And uh, the day we almost uh, killed Chris Pratt, yeah, what, yeah. Taj was also, we were both doing Steady Cam at the same time. But the word, earlier in that week on a Monday, so the whole show were making rain. Gunfire crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID. It's the middle of summer. We're shooting a lot out in mountains and desert. We were shooting in Santa Clarita in a little like uh, faux Mexican town. And it's 100 degrees. We're in full rain gear. By the way, it's raining indoors too. They've cut holes in the roof so that it rains everywhere. (laughs) Both steady cam. Uh, We had ABC. Uh, Josh was A, I was B. Uh, C camera was like wherever she could jam herself and um every single shot all day steady cam mm-hmm. and Josh and I 14 hours straight no lunch our last photo uh, uh we i i encouraged us to get a photo there's a photo of us in the rain like at the like <laughs> i'll show it to you later but yeah, yeah. but um no uh, Josh Martley and I appreciated it cuz I was you know I'm new guy to them he went to them i think at the end of the day or the next day and said hey look you know this is brutal on both of us. Mm-hmm. And if you plan on doing it tomorrow, you might have issues because you know, I don't know exactly what he said, but he basically told them like you need to chill a little with this. Like, yeah, every single shot is cam, Every single shot is two Steadicams. Were, you know, and it, we worked great together. It was super fun, but it was it was rough. Yeah, and they were going to do the same thing the next day, and then they they chilled a little, and we we leapfrogged each other a little bit. Yep which gave us a break cuz that you know the shower at the end of the day you've done these days
2: yeah <laughs> i'm sure
0: that was my worst day ever 20 years
2: yeah yeah well it was
0: super creative and fun and it looks unbelievable yep. but my feet hurt so bad i you know i had the best shower of my life cuz you know that water they spray on you isn't yeah. you know it's not distilled <laughs> it was like out of a fire hydrant so yep. it like it, uh, the plastic would get stained dirty yeah, that we'd use over our monitors. Yeah, yeah. This is gross. So you stink like this water, and so yep. I get ho- I could barely stand in the damn shower, and yeah. I got to go back in eight hours or nine hours or whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's brutal. You've
2: been there. I want to show at the moment we we just started. Yeah,
0: you sort were saying a... too. Yeah,
2: and I, I, this is another. I've actually had a good run you know, talking about the the theme of working with other Steadicam operators. So I did a commercial. Uh, did a commercial a few weeks ago, and the deep talking to the DP. The cinematographer is a good friend of mine, and he's—he's he's like, oh, you know, I never get to see what other cinematographers do. We we're talking about something to do with the lighting or some technique, and he said, oh, I never get to be on another set with another cinematographer, but I'd love to. But that's so—it's very similar with steadicam operators. It's that one job in the industry that you don't, you, well, you rarely get, oh. unless it's like you know, in second unit where you might go in and like, yeah. Oh, the, see one little bit but it's not like every day it's where they use two at once on the same thing yeah Yeah. so cinematographers get that where they don't ever see and that's where you get a i think a, um a vast variety of techniques with from one to the other even though they might get to the same you know result right but steadicam is um well yeah i want to show it actually
0: that's an intro sorry to stop you that's a really interesting point because some because they haven't it's not like uh well, they, they learn to solve things on their own, yeah, and with their own their own key grip and their own gaffer or whatever, yep. And they they'll do it a
2: different way, even though. And usually, it's the you know might be the grip or the gaffer that will guide them into oh, well, this is the, the best or the most Did efficient before, way to like, do it. Did this before, like what about this, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. um, but I'm, I'm on a show at the moment actually with um, Cedric Martin is the A camera operator. Okay, and I'm doing B camera and cam. So we're both doing Steadicam mm. um, It's a lot of Steadicam Is Cedric Martin uh, an Aussie? He is he's, he's French he, he was in LA for I think almost 20 years Yeah And now he's here I was
0: going to say I think I know the guy Yeah I yeah. think we
2: know each other a little
0: Oh and he lives here now?
2: Yeah he lives here yeah. Oh cool Yeah they moved here and um, I can't blame him Yeah <laughs> This place is unbelievable man It's good eh? Oh. Especially this time of year
0: yeah, well, the weather's in, great. No. I mean, it rained a little bit, and it was a little cloudy in Melbourne and whatever, but yeah, generally, yeah. it's beautiful. And
2: Sydney, Sydney, mate. Forget about Melbourne. It's, it's all about Sydney. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I get this. <laughs> uh, get this vibe. There's a vibe. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: James Puley, I said, I said that you would say that. No, forget about <laughs> forget
2: about Melbourne. Forget about Melbourne. Waste of time.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, they're both great. Yeah, no, they are <clears throat> both. And I, I think, you know, I'm just go, you know after we're done here I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about it see if you have a mm. line to a visa you know come mm. on can I move in Yep yep <laughs> <laughs> You got an extra bedroom <laughs> I actually like it here a lot it, it you know looking around and how how clean all the cities are and there's very little crime here no
2: Yeah yeah as far as R- like relative to yeah but as far people, as like some
0: lady getting held up for her purse in the street like that stuff just doesn't seem from what I hear it doesn't seem to happen yeah, very it's much. Yeah, pretty safe. It's right. Pretty safe place. Nobody's yeah. getting robbed for their Rolex on the street or anything, right? No. For the most part. Definitely not in yeah, not in this area. Yeah. I just can't, <laughs> well, yeah, this area. Yeah, this yeah. particular area, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but are <laughs> at Ma-
2: this, this is just to paint the picture, of Brad. Brad's looking out at the uh at the harbor the sparkling looking water, directly an at amazing, the opera house an amazing day from the 31st floor yeah just trying to work out which which of the 50 gourmet restaurants he's going to have lunch at downstairs who's paying <laughs> yeah um well uh, so we are we are in a fabulous unbelievable it's not even a suite
0: AJ. <laughs> it's a villa yeah right we are in a villa at the crown tower of sydney that's what they call it it is yeah it's actually, there's the this is the residence side. I told you we had to go back. It's oh, not even right. the hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. part. Like, somebody owns this place, apparently. You, you mean
2: people, what? You mean people live, like...
0: I don't think they actually
2: live here. Oh, but they own it. I think it. Oh, it's I like think an right. investment. That they rent they, it out.
0: I think so. It's yeah, like right. the Airbnb of, I don't rent
2: know. Rent it out to rich podcasters. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. God. <laughs> you know, to be honest, even if I... <clears throat> eh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not rich, so I can't say. I was gonna say, even if I was loaded, I don't think I could ever
2: like cram
0: myself in. Well, a if if we were here with eight people or a bunch of people, I mean, there's two bedrooms, three bathroom place with like a, mm. a full. Yeah. I mean, there's like a 90 inch TV there. There's like a 65 there. Yeah, there's yeah. a balcony that looks directly over the opera house. Yeah, yeah. Do I? Do we need this yet?
1: What do you want?
0: yeah and it's my f- it's, I'm, it's my friend's room yep. I'm using it for the interview um, and he's kind of he is paying for it in the long run but it's through yeah. the company blah 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 blah
2: blah for the, for the goodness of walking backwards
0: just for that <laughs> he was going to get a smaller place and then he found out that I wanted to do the podcast here so he yeah nice he made it because he heard you were coming great so here we are great <laughs> no but anyway the city the city's fantastic the people are really cool I've met everybody I've met, whether I've met them through someone or just mm. I met a couple of people at the pub. I met people both in Melbourne and Sydney have been like really brilliant and Yeah, nice. Uh you know, we went to a place yesterday down by the harbour. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the boats, the the old like war what is it, the Maritime Museum, whatever. Oh yep. Yep. And there's that awesome bridge and down at Darling Harbour and
2: then the uh Piedmont Bridge. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yep. Yeah, just just uh that way a bit? Right. Yeah.
2: Right, right. That yep. way.
0: Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, you know, we do it. We walked back and we were going to have a a drink and just like at a good place. And yeah, there were four of us. And uh, the hostess, oh, there are four of you, and the place is kind of empty. There's a a wedding, anyway. She says, Oh, please, please hold on for a minute. And she walks away. And then a guy comes back, he's the manager. She's gotten him because one of our friends has flip flops on. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And uh, he's like, "Well, normally we don't let people in with flip flop, but we'll make an exception for you, sir." And they bring <laughs> they bring us in, and we had drinks or whatever. And okay. but that's that's been the hospitality the whole time. It's like, well, our rules are this, but it's okay. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not if you're being an asshole, but like, yeah, everything's friendly, everything's easy. Yeah, like, that's the way it's been. I don't know. Do you generally find really that's anything? the Aussie attitude?
2: It's yeah. Like, okay. Well, you know, she'll be right. We'll make a yeah, can do kind of. You know, let's get it done. Sort of attitude.
0: Yeah, know. I've gotten the well, no worries a lot, but you know, easy mm. as, easy <laughs> as, get yeah, that yeah. a lot. Easy or, as what? Easy as. Please tell me. <laughs> I it's either like, can't remember or I. or I, go right, ahead. I think it was some
2: comedy actor that I heard the other day, and it was they were saying easy as. Yeah, but you didn't finish your sentence. Easy as what? Easy Oh, as. okay. So, see, sorry, I misunderstood you. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, I thought you were saying there was there was a normal word to use. Yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> there's it's not. easy as
2: easy, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, easy as anything that you could imagine. You easy up as to anything else. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right.
0: No, that's a that's a good one. Uh, so you were talking about. Uh, by the way, you you you're enjoying the.
2: Oh yeah. Alright. When you're ready,
0: scene. we have uh we have another one that this is one of my favorites. Okay. I yeah. brought I brought two bottles of American bourbon here. You have to hit them up for some sponsorship. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a real good idea, actually. <coughs> Free bourbon. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh no, you were mentioning Westworld before and saying uh uh saying that
2: yeah Westworld I mean I just did a minute stint on it Just no no, no I understand I understand but um, but more that more the you know working with other operators yeah I understand um, which is really it's fun yeah it's yeah because
0: you get a different perspective
2: yeah yeah oh totally and I've done a few shows now with so one want show at the moment like I said with um, oh C- yeah yeah Cedric, we never got quite into that yeah Cedric who um, is doing A camera steady camera and I'm doing B camera and that's awesome um, you know we're good friends anyway so it's but it's you know it's good seeing other people work on set and yeah yeah. you know because our job is basically problem solving especially on steadicam if you have to do something where you're walking over you know weird ground or whatever it is and it's Mm -hmm. good to see yeah it's really um do you have you gotten some ideas from him like and
0: oh yeah that's a good way to do that yeah that's a good way to
2: solve that totally yeah that's nice. and then other and i've been on many shows i think my first my. And I've worked with um, Mark Mark Gilnich Golly on another. I've done two shows with him actually with two Steadicams. So I did Mad Max Fury Road and another film called Extraction. Oh, um, you did Extraction? Yeah, I haven't watched well, the it. the first one? Yeah, <coughs> Extraction. So we had two Steady. We didn't do a. Oh, we did a bit of Steadicam. Not a lot. It was mostly handheld. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, even even then, it's just working with another steady operator um seeing how they do things then they get tips off or you know um i guess ideas off you as well so yeah and then working on i worked with oh yeah so chris was lucky enough worked with um scott sakamoto on oh really on alien (coughs) um i think he was interesting he was on another show and we started i just did the I did the first two weeks as sort of the main steady cam, then he then he started like two weeks into it. And then we still did I did a bit of second unit and we did a bit of, you know, I might have caught frog. a little bit of his work. Yeah, you yeah, you might have heard of him. But he's he's great and then seeing is another one where, you know, in the just you know, his setup is um you know, it's so it's nothing complicated, nothing Right um you know, nothing untoward, it's all Man. When when was so what years are we talking? The thing with
0: uh, Scott Sakamoto, what, what you were so really? that was
2: in we shot in um, twenty I think it was twenty sixteen. <coughs> Excuse me, twenty sixteen. Okay, and yeah, then that was done out here. Alien Covenant, right? Was that was that Ridley Scott? Yeah, Ridley Damn. Ridley Scott. Cool. Was a director. He was uh, awesome to work with. Was he? Yeah, <laughs> that's he, cool. Yeah, he's a dude. He's great. Is he?
0: Ah, nice. He's got God. some awesome
2: stories. He's
0: so sad about his brother.
2: Yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah. <sighs> Rough, but uh, but is is great. he's just um, you know, he, the more cameras on any scene, even if it's just if if it was two people in a toilet, he'd want four cameras on <laughs> it. So every, you know, obviously there were a few scenes. He's were, a there is no such thing as too much coverage kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But and, and you'd think okay, <coughs> he's compromising. You'd think. You know the the first word that comes up is like, okay, compromise and da da da. But it's like no, like he the way he does it is brilliant. You, yeah, you, you, you sort of go in there and then I've got a photo somewhere of like four cameras, almost with all the panhandles handles and matte boxes touching, just on two people, you know, talking to each other, or and there's a little alien thing in between. But and then you then you look at the you know he, so in in his video spit world he has four massive monitors, four big. Mm-hmm sort of 60 inch lcd yeah. um, plasma screen and he'd be on the radio you know he's not he's not great at using a radio so he'd <laughs> he'd say okay you know we'd have a b c d cameras he'd say mm. okay camera d um pan right but he wouldn't button on until he said pan right camera pan right so, so all pan for pan pan right right. <laughs> just with his whole like but um the way he the way he gets it and the way he um know, yeah, he's a storyteller and he's you know he'll at any chance he'd just be you'd start telling you'd ask him about something he'd start telling a story and then 20 minutes later and the first day he'd come up okay 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 Ridley, come on we gotta like get yeah, this yeah, bit. yeah. So that's his passion he's a storyteller and he's right into the the technicalities of the especially alien because that's his like i should get line. him on the podcast yeah get him on the podcast I should yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool uh
0: there's a couple of people i know who would fall over if if that actually happened (laughs) (laughs) they'd fall over dead i think so excited that's cool so that was 2016 2016 yeah and then um and then the harhoff the with uh westworld was probably what 18 or yeah i think it was
2: 2019 just before the pandemic
0: yeah yeah Yeah, that's cool yeah uh are those guys well like i'm trying to remember the vault didn't exist in 2016 no, you mentioned something no. about them being being very simple, yes, which I try to be simple myself,
2: like I don't carry as simple as in. I'm talking about the um you know the, the style steady cam setup, right, and you know all the gear I mean, yeah, I know in the early days, you know a lot of us i mean, I know I was like oh, oh it's all about the oh, we've got to have this bit and this gear and and then when you know as as you get into it, as you know, you realize I actually. Keeping it simple is, you know, just I just sold a bunch of stuff just to try and keep things simple. Keep it, and then when things change, it's easier to change.
0: Totally, the more you complicate yeah. everything,
2: the harder it gets to just yeah. make a quick adjustment. Or even just the practicality of being on yes. set. There's less things that can go wrong, and the less, um, I'm a huge proponent of that. Electronics and software, and if you can minimize all that garbage, then yes, you know, you're gonna have less problems if when things do go wrong. I'm such a huge, I'm on board with you 100%. Yeah.
0: Well, no, that's why I was asking, because you're saying there. So, the simplicity in both of those guys or
2: most Chris? Yeah, are? yeah. I <coughs> think Chris cool. had the first, he's still got the first Pro rig. Oh, he's still a one. O1, 001, I think it is. Does he use it still? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Shit. But has he modded it?
2: Does like he still use fix. those
0: chocolate bar batteries? Oh, Not no, my, I think it's you know all newer about? batteries. And okay, all right. Oh, so maybe he's got like a the fixed post. Oh, still okay.
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's so the last may- time I saw it, yeah. I see. So maybe he's uh, he's upgraded the
2: base so he can put like Anton Bowers on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh, I don't know, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, that's you know that that whole thing of um, you know you imagine before you I guess before you meet people you think oh well they'll have a really complicated setup or something right. and you realize oh actually it doesn't take it's more about the the skill of the Operator <laughs> rather than, you know, all this other crap that yeah can get confusing.
0: God, I'm so on pumps. <laughs> I'm happy to see, you. I'm happy to hear that from you. Look, I don't have anything against people who, you know, have all the bits and gadgets. That's cool. It's just not mm. my thing. I, I did, I, you know, there have been a handful of days. I did a commercial where there were two steady cam operators. We weren't working together. It was, um, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say. Doesn't matter. It's an Aussie guy, actually. Mm. But anyway, he, um, he had a shitload of cases. Yep. I don't know how many. Um, a lot. And yeah. it was a one-day spot at Universal. It was for Universal. Uh, mm. And um, I had, you know, four cases in my best. Yeah, yeah. In my arm. Yep. <laughs> Not even, maybe. <laughs> uh, but that's a different, it's a different vibe. It's like, I just don't want to deal with all that shit. Yeah. The more shit it is, the more it breaks, the more whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, for me, I don't know. And I still don't own a Volt or anything. Do you own a Volt or okay. a, oh, a yeah. Wave or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Went, yeah, yeah. Went that <laughs> went that way. Well, you know, I mean. Years ago. A few years ago? Yeah. 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 I used one. I used Josh's on the Terminalist one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I did like the sticky post thing where because I did some stuff tilted, mm-hmm. and you just tilt and it just stays at whatever tilt you put. That was nice. Yeah, that was very nice. And I'm sure the the leveling part is great too. I didn't. I to yep. be honest, I didn't notice it that much. Maybe maybe that speaks really highly of it that I didn't even notice it. Yep. Um, whatever. Uh, maybe I'm just that good,
2: AJ. <laughs> you don't need it well
0: it's funny you say that because um not me, but you know, I watch like Scott Sakamoto's work and Harhoff, mm. and you know some of the some of the big big i'm like they don't need that like jeff haley yeah. he doesn't he doesn't need a volt, yeah, of course he got one, and you know that's yeah. fine, but I'm like, you don't need one, dude, yeah but anyway i've talked a, I've talked a bunch about this stuff yeah uh, I don't know just the extra complication to me is not worth is the juice worth worth the squeeze is the
2: yeah i don't know if you've heard that you know well i think the the problem so the trick is um the or the issue the issue now is because you know with the vault you know the level is left less of an issue so directors are, are more inclined to go okay we don't need rehearsal you guys can okay let's just go straight into it and then it's like 13 takes later on a four or five minute take because the work because your work is so good you really at the point i mean i'm fine i'm getting older mid 40s yeah like it starts to get to the point where you're like okay i've got to start managing my my body and like Mm -hmm. we can't just be doing everything on steadicam just because it's easier for you know 99 percent of the people not doing it Right. Um, on set <laughs> right. and that's the that's the trick that's the um, <coughs> that's the key comes back down to I guess maybe more on TV shows that would be an issue rather than films but mm. even on smaller to medium um, budget films it's yeah. just a matter of going. actually no you know what we can do this on the dolly and a slider and then you can you know go yeah. for 20 takes and it's gonna be yeah incredible. there have been there have been times in my career where
0: uh, a director and DP were like Oh, that's probably Steadicam, right? And I said, no, 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 no. We'll just do a dolly. No, it'll never fit. I said, no, it'll, it'll be perfect. <laughs> we'll be right here, and I'll have a slider. F- so for that push you want, mm. I can just do the last foot with this, but we'll come from here. So said, believe me, it'll be better than me trying to squeeze through here with the rig. Yep. It'll be fine. I don't think that'll work. I'm like, bring, I'm telling my dolly, bring, the, bring it over. Bring it over. Yeah, yeah, throw, yeah. The, throw the three-footer on it. And get it over here.
2: And then it comes to a point...
0: And of, then you get there and they're like, oh, I think this will work. And you're like, yes, I know. I told you that 20 minutes ago.
2: But and then it comes to a point. I think there's a, um, you know, as operators, we've got to fight for... It's like, hang on a minute. You, you hired me, you know, you hired the operator because... To be an operator. We're, we're a prof- you know, professional at, trying to, at moving the camera and placing the camera and, you know, getting the right, right angle and whatnot. So it's like when you start questioning... Um, yeah, you know, it's like questioning the gaffer oh no no you shouldn't use that light you should use this one and put it through a frame instead of the this guy the led or whatever it is it's right like, hang on a minute. no it's like us looking like at a
0: g- your gaffer and saying what well, is that 416 why are you not yeah. using opal right here
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah fuck off dude like yeah, yeah. this is my job yeah i know but it's a but little bit different it's a and now with the, with everybody everybody has a phone yeah, with a with a 4K video camera and a you know yeah. uh, whatever megapixel camera on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so everybody thinks they know, but when it comes down to it, it's like you know. Well, you start thinking about this. You've shot in like hotel rooms like this before for mm-hmm. whatever, and it's like uh, the issue isn't that we need to do the dolly move; it's that the management won't won't let us put track on the floor.
2: Yep,
1: yep. <laughs>
0: or right it's always like something right yeah it's like no 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 matter what you do that rug can't move yeah, yeah. why because we said so just because it can't <laughs> yeah. so then you start working it out that's the tr- that's the troubleshooting part it's mm. like okay that the problem is we can't move the carpet but it's a dolly move that ends right there Yep. and then it's seven pages yeah i'm exaggerating but then it's like them sitting for like yeah. four minutes and it doesn't make sense to do it steady cam. So, how can we do it? And then you figure it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just that's the fun part of the gig. It's just part of the, um, yeah. Yeah, but that's the fun is solving. And I mean, the operating part, like mm. I always said, you know, the, the the person with their eye on the eyepiece is the luckiest one on set because you see the whole movie first. But it's different now. Yeah. Now, 84 people have monitors.
2: Yeah. And iPads. And all that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And many of them have. Well, now, like. Now shows are beaming shit live. Live, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody in a studio across the world might be watching your shot. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that uh, I haven't had it where there are too many like crazy notes from who knows. Mm-hmm. Not yet,
2: but mm-hmm. I foresee it. Don't, don't you or? Yeah, no, totally, totally. <laughs> Have you had it? And then it comes back down to, or, and then it comes back down to the director fighting for it's like hang on, no, 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 you know, I've got this team. These are this is the team I want. You know, a good director will fight for the crew or for the, yeah, you know, for the DP, <coughs> um, and the producer will fight for the director. And, right. Yeah.
0: It's a nice world where they say, you know, I hired them for a reason. Yeah, totally. I hired her for a reason. Yeah, I hired him for a reason because they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Like you're not an expert in this field. Yeah. She is.
2: Yeah, that's why we've got them. Yeah. So totally
0: stop talking about the color of the wallpaper or the angle of the shot she's doing or the whatever bullshit, the way he's holding the boom. Yeah. Who cares? Right? You like the product? Great. Fuck off. Like, you know, actually that reminds me of stories I've heard from way back when. John, um, oh my God, not John Wayne, but the director who did a lot of, uh, uh, he used to shoot out at the, what is it called? Um, This is a Western guy, John Ford, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John Ford apparently used to shoot. He liked shooting... In really terrible locations because mm-hmm. the studio wouldn't come. <laughs> yeah, right. So they're like, "Oh, it's a, it's a three-hour flight, and then it's a three-hour drive to the place, and then you'll be staying in a tent." And they're like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then he gets to make the movie he wants. Yep. And then the exclusion is really important. Like th- that started back then. It's like, don't. Uh, who was it? Uh, again, I can't remember her name, but apparently said to John Ford. This DP who had worked with him for years and years and years and said, "Hey John, look, <clears throat> look at this sunset. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the camera right up on the hill, and we'll do, you know, we'll just get a quick shot for you to be fantastic." So, Absolutely not. He said, why not? He said they'll only fucking use it. Mm-hmm. I only want it if I want it. I don't want to just shoot shit and then have it put in the movie later by somebody. Which nowadays, how many people
2: get final cut? Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Ridley. Think he gets final cut? Mm. That's a serious question. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, he's probably one of the only ones. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: Spielberg? Yep. Scorsese? Nolan, maybe? Baz Luhrmann. Do you think he gets final? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe Tarantino? Yep. Paul Thomas Anderson? Ah, the other Anderson. Um, West. Jesus. (laughs) Yep.
2: Cohen Brothers, maybe.
0: I either need more or less (laughs) of this. (laughs) my names. Oh, Coen brothers. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, we just named all of them pretty fast. Mm. Mm -hmm. I
2: mean, I'm sure there are more, but, uh, uh, and and then, and then it gets to the point of more becomes filmmaking by committee. Right. Rather, um, you know, rather than the person who wrote and directed or, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. I think my friend, uh, uh, John Myers, uh, Uh, told me a long time ago I think it was him who told me this he said Scorsese said there are directors and there are selectors Mm -hmm. so the selector now this could go back to what we were talking about I don't mean it that way but like there are people who just shoot every single possible angle of everything and then figure it out later and there are people who are very careful about uh, about putting uh, putting the camera where they want it doing the shot they want Mm -hmm. and you know uh, and sometimes it fucks him. I I did a big shot with a director on her first movie. The opening of the movie is this giant steady cam shot. Uh, it's actually the only time I've ever shot two perf. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cool. Down some stairs through a house, this and that, blah blah blah. And it's not super long or complicated, but it's a fun little shot in a fun way. Great dialogue between these two women. A way to like start the movie. Yep. And when we shot it, I said, um, I said, hey, uh, this is your movie, but you, if you want, we can just do a quick, like, just a quick something just as a cutaway. Even I'll just follow behind them for like part of the scene, mm-hmm. just so if you need a timing cut, she's like, nope, I want it as a oneer.' That's how it's going to be. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, she stuck to it. Mm. And then it got into some festival and she invited me. And, right, like, the night before, she said, oh, by the way, um, we had to cut the shot a little bit. <laughs> we cut titles into it. She's like, the timing just didn't quite, like, I needed a little something. And I'm like, no worries. She was like, I'm so sorry because we worked so hard on it. And I was like, no, no. Yeah, right. No, no, we worked to get the shit you needed. Mm. Not to make me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's always cool when you get a one that's that works great. Uh, but... I was like, "Dang it! I wish," not that I'm all knowing. I just wish she'd done something because it might have. But you figure out what you have to figure out. She had. Yeah. She was like, "I was so stuck, I didn't know what to do." And then finally, my editor was like, "We could cut the titles in." So just then, you can trim a little time off of it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what they were looking for. Okay. Anyway, what's your longest oneer? Longest
2: oneer? Um, <coughs> it's trying to think what. It's probably. Um well, two questions. What's we, the longest one you shot? And what's the longest one that you shot that actually got used as a one? Yeah. Um, the longest one. Well, actually, it might be in um, a music video I did like years ago. So this is like a small. Oh, there is actually one cut in a bit. it's like it's basically. So like, there's a little band called Thirsty Merc. Hmm. And we shot it. Um, it was like. There's <laughs> so a bunch of guys that I started out with, as in. Um, you know finished school then I was working at a TV station and I yeah you to and James and,
0: worked at the same one different time yeah, then, right? yeah I yeah. worked at Channel 9 in, Channel 9, in Sydney right. I think uh-huh.
2: he was in oh he was at Sydney for a while yeah. up, but yeah, after me yeah yeah. But, anyway um, go on sorry I, you know. but yeah ended up doing so they had this old this Ari 16 an Ari ST so 16 mil just not super 16 just full SR no just an Ari ST what's it's an called ST? an ST it's like a um, it's like a turret on the front free lens turret on the front oh, it's, it's like a news it's like gathering. a pre-SR oh yeah yeah pre-SR ah. got an ST cool okay this 400 foot mag that comes out the top right right right, um, right right so we ended up shooting this music video and it was like starting um, the up, you know in this, this house I think we had we did an iris pull but the iris pull we were supposed to do an iris pull but the iris pull didn't work so they just dragged it out like five stops in the grade from the beginning it actually looks really cool but um really yeah so it looks Happy really accident? ridiculously grainy and like borderline I think they put some sort of effect on it and it yeah it looked really it was just starting in a house and then walking down the street for like a couple hundred meters wow um with some cool little bit pan transitions and yeah cool so I still look at that now and, think, and that was with like an old like my first like with a master series steadicam right how you old know?
0: would you have been oh I
2: would have been like 20 23
0: and would you I'm go did, did you yeah. go to film school or would you would you would you go
2: No so I left so I was looking to go to film school I actually went to like an open a couple of open days okay um, left school looked at going to film school and then I knew a friend of a friend who worked at channel 9 mm-hmm. um, and then just started one day someone got sick and then started working you know that's how it always happens someone's sick Oh, quick. And started working in the audio, audio department, channel line running along the sideline at the football, just with, the, uh, with the microphone. Yeah, and that was my in. And then I think it was like was a, it one of those parabolic mics, or was it like a shotgun? No, mic? like a shotgun mic, uh, like a, very eight, directional eight one six. Yeah, the old steel. They burger. used those. Oh,
0: I don't know if they still do, but they used to use those for golf. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But early in my career, I walked the course with golf Oh yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, pointing. I think ball. I did a couple of golf. Um, Fun golf uh, broadcast yeah. it's really fun <laughs> but yeah started doing that doing the football and then eventually started um getting into camera mm-hmm. and, then, bit, and went, then went full-time um camera and then that's where i started doing steadicam cool channel, channel nine wow. i think my um actually my so my <laughs> so there's, there's a bunch there's like three or four of us younger guys and there's a whole bunch of older camera guys at channel nine and the we we used to they had this old steady cam was like a Mark II mm. it was a Mark II steady cam right. seeing in this box that never got used. And we used <laughs> to drag it out. We found this old beta cam in the in the news um like an old beta like it wasn't even the beta cam SP, it was like a standard beta cam. This would have been this would have been the
0: late nineties.
2: Yeah, late nineties, yeah. like two thousand. So we used to drag this build this steady up I used up. to
0: shoot beta oxide for news in ninety
2: six. Oh really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, continue. on. Awesome.
2: <laughs> but we just drive. Basically, we just found the bits to put the <coughs> cam together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just used to annoy. Found a way to make it work. You know, the whole and office. Learned. Just walk through the offices of Channel 9 and make up shots. Like, we'd be watching a movie. We'd be watching, you know, classic. Yeah, we'd watch ah. Goodfellas and go, oh, okay, yeah, how can we do this? And right. Watch. Um, You'd do like old- the
0: Godfather kind of shot like they do at yeah. the workshops and stuff. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah or whatever right so yeah. we'd
2: kind of do this and then actually around that time so I did the Steadicam course um, Garrett Brown and a few others came out from America and they did a course here in 99 just at Fox Studios cool um, so you that was that, great
0: yeah was um, it the week long kind of yeah the one week uh, brilliant
2: thing so it was yeah it was awesome I think it was like six days actually seven days Yeah, and that was great so that was a really good um, sort of grounding to start a good platform to start yeah. from you know um, Sorry, slightly off the subject.
0: Not only did Garen invent it, but like without him, it doesn't go because mm. because he was such a uh, such a great teacher. Yeah, he pulls you into it, and he really makes people love it.
2: Yeah, he's got that gift of um, he sure does, man. Being able to, yeah, yeah, like you said, not just inventing something, but being passionate enough to care about. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he is a real people person. And he really is. If if
0: you can't, if you you can invent something really brilliant, mm. but if you can't sell it, yeah, if you can't let people understand why it's so good, yeah, and you know it seems obvious now, but in the '70s, mm. you had to like, well, he he did what he had to do, which was go out and do shots and show people what you could actually fucking do. Look, I'm running up steps, and it looks like yeah. pretty close to a dolly move. Yeah, totally. Yeah, people are like, what? yeah i mean anyway sorry off but he's such subject, a good but, um but for him to come out here and do oh, and yeah. he's been around the world i think 20 times probably
2: right doing yeah. this stuff yeah oh yeah more, more than that but he's um yeah. yeah so that was great like doing the doing the workshop and yeah then started doing some steadicam there and cool i remember doing it, it was a so my the baptism of fire for steadicam for me was so it was a it was a grand final at the rugby league grand final here mm-hmm. which is like the end of the year it's sort of in middle of october mm-hmm. so i was just the plan was i was just going to do i was doing one of the cameras on the corner nothing that exciting but um and there were you know there were like 15 20 cameras in the whole broadcast damn um and so the the guy who was supposed to do cam couldn't do it because he had i don't know he had some issue with his back he had like a skin thing cut out of his back or something. He said, oh, actually, y- you can't do it. Right. So we need to find someone else to do it. And I, I was like at the back, putting my hand up. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And eventually the head cameraman said, okay, no one else is going to do it. So, okay, AJ, we'll give, you, we'll give you a go. So that's your first job. So this was like, well, I'd done bits and pieces, but this was like, so we did the rehearsal day and all went pretty well. So the come to the night of the grand finals, like the biggest sort of, or well, one of the biggest arguably the biggest sporting event sporting in australia event event. right yeah except for the afl but you have to All speak right. to melbourne people about that but the um, i watched the grand
0: final from thailand with a bunch of aussies in 2007 oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy
2: two aussie families anyway go on so, so the um, so the whole so the whole thing i had no fucking clue what was going on <laughs> no, that's the beauty of they it. they were excited though so the whole thing was one uh, of the beige so basically the main entertainer comes the start of the pre-game entertainment which we have here it's um it was Jimmy Barnes who's like this iconic Australian singer. Ah. Jimmy Barnes singing. But he come he gets brought to the stadium in a in a sea King helicopter, which is like a militarily military, heli- military okay. helicopter. Right. So I'm on steady cam, they cut the steady cam, this sea king Flying lands. In. It's windy. Steady cam is great under helicopters. As windy as anything. <laughs> just, perfect. The steady cam's going all over, I'm like live to you know, a couple million people. Your knuckles are as white as they get. The cam is going crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. So that was my first sort of, um but Shit. you know, we got through it, and yeah. Wow. That was, yeah. That was like with lots of people watching you, and and that's the that actually brings us to the point of so starting in live TV. So we did a lot of um, I was lucky enough to do a lot of live TV. So it'd be a lot of music and a mm-hmm. lot of um. You know whether it be game shows or um, like variety shows. Yeah, yeah. So the cool thing about variety shows, you get a lot of you know a lot of talking heads and what and little games, but also a lot of music ah. and music and and especially when you're live, there's another there's an instinct, there's a there's a level of um, you know, there's something in the back of your head. Well, you know, it's you can't. There's no second chances. It's like it's now or never. Mm-hmm. So. That was one skill that I really appreciate having learned, um, you know, yeah. doing live TV because there's no, right. you can't redo really it. It's live. Right. So,
0: And that's kind of good too because it's, a, it's, it's more forgiving in a way too. Even yeah. Because, yep. all right, you went for it. Like the director's like, oh, you went for it.
2: Didn't, didn't work perfectly. But yeah, well, okay. the pressure's on. I mean, but the pressure's whole-
0: on, but it's like they're still in the frame
2: well it's like when you're doing i think it's like when you're doing a big stunt you know (laughs) you're doing an explosion and say okay we've only got one chance of this right then you know the i think everyone goes to another level of like okay we just got to be on our on our game here because this is the only but doing live tv that's like every every day every Mm -hmm. you know and then when the
0: inevitable thing comes up Mm. you just learn to I mean, I haven't done that much live. Well, yeah, I've done a, a improv- bit, most improvise. Sports. and you got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been years and years and years for me. Yeah. But inevitably, something's going to be different than you expected.
2: Oh, totally. Well, that's and then, yeah, different. Or you know, it might you might have a bump or whatever, mm-hmm. or you know, if you're doing steadicam or if you're on a pedestal camera or whatever. Yeah, yeah, You just get through it, and
0: well, know. here's a story I heard, uh, which is a good story, and I heard it from to be honest an ex of mine and she t- she told me this story a long time ago but she she used to work for a director who was directing ER live mm-hmm. and Dave Kamides was on ER live uh, uh, yeah, he yeah. he worked on it and um, uh, oh,
2: sorry ER live as in they did a live broadcast so
0: ER the show was on every Thursday night but they yep, decided yep. to do it live and they did it live for the east coast and yeah. then live for the west coast three hours yeah, later I've heard of this yeah yeah you've heard right yeah <laughs> fucking nutty idea yeah not only to do it once doing it once is really tough but to do it a second time anyway i love that they went for it but so i guess in the in the first one dave gosh did he talk about this on the podcast i can't remember i'll make it quick just in case he did but he fell down right before going to break he tripped on a cable okay this Wrangler didn't pull it fat or whatever, you know. It was a little mistaken. He ended up on his ass. Yep. Laying down. And then the the gurney that was coming at him just went right over him and they cut to black. Yeah, well. Okay. And the director's like, fucking brilliant. Do it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got the same. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's what happens, you know. I was telling somebody totally not in the business, but that was kind of interested in the business about, like, Connie Hall talking about, like, happy accidents. mm mm-hmm. mm it's like, ah, oh, we spent four hours. Ah, it doesn't fucking look right. Okay, get rid of it. Oh, look at that. That looks great. Let's do that. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> and then, uh, unfortunately, with the corporate corporatization, I think, of the business, it, it, I know it has these ebbs and flows of this, but like everything's so consolidated now mm. and everything's so about squeezing the last uh, one-tenth of one cent out of every dollar. Yep. yeah, yeah. That everything's so corporatized it's like you don't have time to make mistakes that turn out to win you Oscars, yep, or you know what I mean
2: totally Get everything's the... so planned with with in, in an inch of its <sighs> yeah. life that um there's no option to oh, what about over there? We can look over there and it's better, but no, no we right we plan to be here or we plan do you to...
0: feel do you feel it's the same way here as in the u s or
2: yeah. yeah yeah not not on every you know, so ironically, the smaller budget shows often well not not really ironically but it's always usually the smaller budget yeah in Australia so if you get a small budget film it would be like five to well maybe two to ten million right dollars and that's usually where you know the production design has, you know everyone's got a limited budget you know you might only have one maybe but two way families. less pressure so more freedom less pressure and then you know you've got the ability to if you rock up to a location and they plan for weeks and months to oh we're looking this way and then we've you know, we've got We have forty-seven
0: that. trucks parked behind us. There's no yeah. changing that. Yeah, right. Where if
2: you've got a small production, it's like, oh, we just move those those six vans, or we just walk up the road twenty meters. Oh, it's way better. We can see the sunset, and we can see the, you know, whatever it is. Right. Just being able to be more hot on your feet. Right, and
0: because you haven't spent a week and a half building yeah. a hundred and fifty by by forty green screen that has yeah. to be behind the whole totally. or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I was, I always forget what the hell I've said into a mic and not. So I was in that movie, uh, oh, with Luke that I was telling you about. The a small little movie in Oklahoma. But we did some wacky stuff that we wouldn't do. Nothing too crazy, but like showed up to a location one day. And I just said, what if we put the camera over there? Mm. Like 80 meters that way, yards, whatever you want to call it, that Mm. way. Not that far, but a long way that way and just do this giant wide shot of these people with a little backlight. It's not the most original idea in the world, but it's it's not what they had planned for. And the director was like, fuck yeah, let's do it.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: But, you know, you're on a big show and it's like, well, no, all those trucks are going to be in. We don't own that property. Those people are going to be pissed and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you just if when you're small and nimble you just totally yeah put the camera over there quick roll okay done got it now yeah. let's go back to our what we were the coverage we were going to do before yep. and now we've added something yeah anyway yeah it that's a nice uh it's a nice thing to be able to do and i th- i think they used to be able to do it more on big movies or maybe i'm just maybe i'm romanticizing the past the money the was past.
2: the money was endless and the yeah <laughs> and the schedule yeah. was endless
0: well you know uh <laughs> Actually, I'll make a weird analogy. I was talking to a guy that we met, a friend of a friend, and um, he has a business out of Dubai. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 25 years ago, uh, it was nothing. Mm. You know, basically, like the king or the prince or whoever decided, eh. Uh, we're gonna run out of oil we better we better fucking make some other industry and they built a whole like you know it's like building New York City in twenty years, yep yeah right up being uh the head of a studio, Jack Warner or whoever you might be, is the same way it's like if they decide this is how it's gonna go, then that's how it's gonna go yep, and so like the dictator i don't i'm way off on a tangent, but the dictator factor uh which right totally. like the one person making all the decisions it starts at the top in it right yeah. that's that's what i'm trying to get at yeah it's like if you have somebody that can declare this is what we're doing yep i don't give a fuck and this is what we're doing from there yeah. right <laughs> but when you work for you know warner Brothers, well any of them any of the studios the big studios that are all owned by giant corporations that are not they're not really owned they're owned by everybody almost mm, yeah like, almost everybody their pension buys some of their stock or whatever it is and it's like yep they're just squeezing a rock all the time
2: yeah yeah
0: like you know oh uh, look at this beautiful shot I don't give a fuck it's not on our schedule move on
2: mm. yeah
0: <laughs> right to do, do you find that too or yeah totally
2: yeah, yeah. I mean it's and not that's always that's why I enjoy really enjoy doing smaller Um, I did a little which is still oh, it'll probably come out by the time this is out there's a little little film called Carmen Okay, that I did um, to the director Benjamin Milliped who is a dancer Hmm. Um, he was uh, married to Natalie Portman Benjamin Mm -hmm. Um, and he so he was choreographer yeah choreographer like on Black
0: Swan that's how they got
2: right? oh yeah yeah so Benjamin he's awesome (laughs) he's an awesome um, awesome guy and that was his first um, he directed a lot of things before like a lot of dance orientated things and shorts and music Mm. but um, this is his first um feature and mm. um, it was small budget but we did some you know, amazing stuff on that really I'm really excited to um, say it again it's called Carmen Carmen okay yeah based on the um, the opera based on the opera oh okay basically based on the opera but it's like a reimagining <laughs> of that um, interesting set on the sort of the border of the Mexico American border interesting um, yeah well, what was the budget you said small yeah I think it was I mean small for you now it gotta be about 75 80 million yeah no it was more more like um yeah i don't know five to ten five to ten yeah yeah cool but um and yeah, and did,
0: so what 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 did you like what were the are there specific things you can think of that you that you wouldn't have be able, been able to do
2: or oh yeah i mean um oh, as far as if it was a if it was a larger project yeah there were a few like lots of it was all location um mm-hmm. there were a few locations where we'd you know there'd be something in the way or um, yeah, we shot um, sort of half in Sydney and then out at Broken Hill which is out in the desert for like three weeks two or three weeks mm. um, but then a lot of location and it's all it's all dance sequences so there's like five or six main dance sequences which are all like one shot cam shots with like You're, in a, you're
0: or... an AR guy though right? Yeah Yep Right uh, But
2: on that we didn't that was all traditional cam. Okay I had to have a super lightweight setup because of the, the quick dance moves.
0: Oh, really? Um, oh.
2: Yeah, so these long sort of shots um, were like 30 or 40, um, uh, I guess, cues in each. Benjamin had shot all these. Basically, Benjamin had shot the dance sequences just on his, on his phone or with a little camera. And he's like, this is exactly where you have to be for this moment, and then this moment, and then this moment cool so then in. you
0: so then your. are correct me if i'm wrong mm. your expertise is finding a way to get from that moment to that moment yeah uh,
2: yeah but in some of the i mean that would i mean that, that was one of the hardest things but one, one of the most rewarding things we've ever worked on and <laughs> really i'm excited wow. for it to come out um i'll have to i'll have to out, check it out comes out in april 23. Is it get, who's in it is it getting a decent release or Yeah, Paul Mescal is the um okay. the lead. So he's in Normal People. I think I haven't seen that. But um yeah, he's awesome and then Melissa Barrera, Melissa. She was in um uh what's that film? Sorry, I put you on the
0: spot. I didn't mean yeah. to. <laughs> but so it's a small it, but do you think it will it get a release in oh in the heights okay in the heights yeah 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 will it get a release in the US it probably will right yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. good 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 yep. yeah I'll have to check it out that sounds
2: so, interesting and fun so we did these um, so yeah to, in that film and you have to see the film and I won't give any spoilers but basically there's a um, there's five or six dance sequences which are pretty much all one shot Steadicam shots wow so we shot those how long with, are each of them oh so like Four minutes, three minutes. But, um, so we had like a really lightweight Steadicam rig. So the DP was Jörg Widmer Jörg Widmer Oh, who, the
0: ex op, He used to be an operator.
2: Yeah, he's a very good, amazing Steadicam operator. Yes. For um, Terrence Malick. Yes. He did, um, like Tree of Life. Yes. Um, he's done lots of films with, um, Terrence Malick.
0: Didn't he do some Greengrass stuff, Paul Greengrass? Yep. Yeah. Like
2: the Bourne movies? I think, uh, I'm not sure. No. Mm but he's an amazing no, i've um, seen his name for years yeah where's
0: he live is so he I here
2: i think no he lives in um, berlin Shit. i believe okay yeah no because i just got
0: excited i was like oh that'd be cool yeah. if he's
2: here yeah oh, oh well but he's a ama- mate so he was the the dp so then obviously working with no, someone yeah, of yeah, his yeah. caliber you know yeah, they yeah. asked me to do it and i'm like okay this is gonna be amazing and he was great he was um he if, knows what you can do, he knows how hard it is, he knows yeah, what you shouldn't do, he knows totally. what you should do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was very um he was very giving and he was very open to ideas and cool. So so with these dance sequences, because I'm not you know, I'm not a dancer and I only came into this job I mean, I only had like two a uh, week and a half, two weeks of pre production on that film. So I had to work out Benjamin. They said well, you,
0: me... you had a week and a half of pre production.
2: Yeah. And, and this is in... that was not a lot? Well that includes Trying to rehearse because I'd been rehearsing these dance sequences for you know a couple of months beforehand.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so he so had, had sent to, them to you way before then.
2: Well, no, I only got them like maybe four, three or four weeks before. So I yeah, but that's learn. way,
0: way beforehand,
2: if you ask me. Yeah, but to learn these dance sequences and mm, all these pretty very serious specific huh? mm. um, moves, so I had to figure out a try and figure out a way to remember these. Um, yeah, y- you know where I had to be at what point. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are very fast and very specific. Mm. So we came up with a way um, to. So basically, I got the soundtrack, and I ended up making recording a um, a guide track for myself that I played in my in an earpiece. No. So basically, the, the, I got the sound guy. Ah, so
0: you created a dance for yourself.
2: So I, I created. Um, so basically like so back in my back in my early 20s i I was a um i used to navigate in a rally car with a friend of mine so that so
0: that's that's a topic for later because that sounds fucking awesome so navigating
2: (laughs) this is like so navigating um requires so you're like basically you're reading the notes and you're like two or three steps ahead of right. what you're about to do. So you're like right be.
0: six, right? Isn't that how they do it? Right yeah. three, it's like sharp turn or
2: something. Yeah, like so hundred meters, um, right three into, into hump. Which tell the three right. tells
0: them that they can go a certain speed kind of, right? Yeah, so that each idea. different
2: okay. teams have different levels, but a one would be like a hairpin or a six would be basically full speed left.
0: Right, like barely turning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one to six, is that? It?
2: Um, yeah, different. I think it's generally one to six, but okay. different depending on... Where you're from? Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. But so anyway,
0: go on. It's good to have reference, so that what
2: your reference is. Yeah, yeah. So, So, but pretty much the um, I I thought okay, well, I can do this for. I can basically navigate myself through the shot and just to tell myself what's coming up. So what I did is I recorded um, the entire, you know, just. I recorded the soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, along with the dance sequences, and it took it took a lot of editing to get them all the timing right. But I recorded myself saying "Okay, ready," and um, and pull out to a full um, pull out to a full length shot, and then fast right in three sixty into tight on Melissa. Pull out to a full length in through. And it would just be all these moves that are recorded. To and myself. so then, so you've recorded yourself talking to yourself. Yep. And then, to
0: the music that they're using.
2: Yep. And then on the day, um, uh-huh. but so basically, I had a, just a comtech in, I had an earpiece in, and uh-huh. the sound guy would just play me that in sync with the music of whichever <laughs> sequence we we're doing on the day. So that base, that saved my ass. Otherwise, I would have, you know, maybe five or ten moves in, I would, because because these guys have been rehearsing for yeah, three yeah, or four months. Yeah but um, that's d-
0: fucking brilliant, man.
2: So that was the only way that I got through that. Um, and most of them, I think, or uh, I think most of them they kept as the one shot. There's a few of them where they cut away to someone looking or whatever, but they're basically all one shot sequences. Yeah, Amazing. And some of those were like me running. And so this is with um, like a, my lightweight rig with like, a, so it's a red uh, Monstro with a tiny lens like a 16 mil lens. Mm. like no mat box because we're too close. We're so close to the dancers that the max mat box would hit them. Wow. Like one battery, two batteries on the bottom and a small monitor. Mm. Um, I think I just had, so you're it. getting like within oh, inches yeah. of their face. Yeah. I was constantly I had to pull the monitor all the way back. Cause I'm constantly like, oh, yeah, basically the monitor touching them. them. Yeah. Like in that hitting them in the thigh or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And there's stuff where I, you know, there's one bit where I, I, um, there's like four or five girls, uh six of these dan- dances that um, create like a circle. I go in between them and then basically lie onto the ground, put the, bot- the camera on the ground, pointing straight up. They do a circle around me and then I hinge on one of them and jump back out of the circle and circle around. Okay, I'm
0: trying to... Yeah. I'm trying to put this together in my mind. So with and the Steadicam on...
2: With the Steadicam on.
0: You lay down on the ground yep. during the shot. During the so shot. So you're up and while, then you
2: lay down. While trying to... Sh- I go into the middle of the circle. Does these. someone
0: like come at you and then you fall back? Yeah, we they- sort of use
2: someone to... They come with me, they, um, they create like a, a circle of five people. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, Very
0: like close a, to you, probably over your legs. Five if you're them. on a 16
2: mil, right? Yeah, they're dancing like over my legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but from looking straight You've up. You've laid in, the rig down completely. But, and looking straight up into the air, all you see is like five of them, you know, circling around. They do one 360, then I hinge on one of them. What, what, but but
0: of, when you say hinge, and I'm like, how the fuck did you get up? That's what I don't, that's what, what I'm not. I think I had, I
2: had, um, like a grip helping you. Yeah, I had a grip throw a mat under me just as I went down. Uh huh. And then I had a grip, I can't even remember now. Hmm. It was, um, in the middle of the Somebody night. Somebody pushing
0: behind you yeah, or pulling or pushing something. pushing me up, and then as soon as I. I mean, got just it. the beginning of it is the hard part. Yeah. Like once you get a little motion, it you'll was be more able the getting get up. Yes, Which that's what I'm saying. That's
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I'm like, you're like, oh, but I just kind is...
0: of hinged and got up with it. I'm like, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, this, but that's crazy. where it comes
2: back. You know, I think we had, it was a super lightweight setup. And, um, I understand you know. that.
0: I mean, lay down on the floor right here and then get up in a smooth way with a person. And a camera. Yeah. with Without a camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's a hard thing to do. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, oh, man, so. I got to, maybe we'll do a little, um, we should do a walking backwards carmen viewing party yeah yeah in la
2: yeah i think i've still got the um the commentary track somewhere oh really good luck like, uh, oh your track yeah yeah that'd be cool I, actually
1: yeah
0: you want to send that to me yeah can i can i put that on can, can i play that or something i can find them and play them yeah, you think yeah. okay we'll try we'll try if if it doesn't work out that's fine okay but it might be a fun little extra thing i'll just i could put that on for
2: yeah yeah um yeah that's really cool you kind of need it with the film I can put it in sync with the film and then yeah you think yeah
0: okay <laughs> that'd be really cool no no that'd be fantastic
2: put it on the DVD extras or something
0: no pressure I mean again <laughs> we don't edit much so I'm not really going to edit this out so, so no pressure yeah 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 on no. whether it happens or not I understand you're also a busy guy but yeah cool but um, yeah cool um, would you like to take five
2: yeah sure yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll freshen up our waters or whatever maybe hit the bathroom mm. okay cool then we'll get back to let's see, because I want to ask you about extradition, or I'm sorry, extraction.
2: Extraction. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you about the kind of hours you guys work. Yeah. This just to prepare you. I want to talk to you about. Um, there's a movie you did. It's um, what's the fucking name of it? Mad Max. I'll talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, nobody's oh. heard of that, so that's a new one. <laughs> and then and then rally. Upgrade, so another seven to twelve hours, and we'll be out of here. Yeah, cool. Sound good? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, I was just saying I had to reteach myself this, <laughs> and I'm still not perfect. I still have, the, I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about just real quickly because mm. I know we're we're probably getting short on time. <laughs> um, the hours things, I was going to yeah. ask you about that because I've heard you know most of the world doesn't do stupid hours like we do. Mm. Um, in the u s you mentioned westworld you were doing a lot of eighteen nineteen hour days,
2: yeah, so I think that was um you know that was only for a couple of weeks for us but right. that um, and that 's out of the ordinary right yeah, totally and um what do you normally do is, but normally here so i 'm going to show right now where it 's um so it 's ten hour continuous days it 's ten hours shooting mm-hmm. so they call it French hours although the French do something totally different, but um <laughs> it 's more the fact that the um do you more, get to eat yes yeah, so, uh, well yeah it didn't really it didn't really yesterday but it was more the continuous supply of bananas and protein bars. so you can and eat
0: on set so you get something you can eat on set yeah you're not sitting the down good, at all
2: the good thing right. and most crew uh, I think most film crews love 10 hour days because it means that you got to get home at a you know reasonable hour um, you got to see your family you got to have and your, you can schedule dinner. your life a little bit yeah you have some idea totally right and then, and the good thing about this continuous day is, as soon as you, if you start, if you keep shooting past ten hours, um, it's triple time straight away. Mm. So that's you know that makes it prohibitively enough right. for the production. So when they not, really
0: need to do it, when not when really, they say they need to do it, but when they actually really
2: need to do exactly. it, they pay for it. Yeah, they're about to lose an actor. Sunset. Whatever. They fly it is. home tomorrow. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's and, tonight or never. Right. And, you know, okay. and you do that on you know, maybe one or maybe one or two days on a whole thing and then usually it's for good reason, half an hour or an hour or whatever. No worries. Yeah. That's and, fine. And no one minds it because you're getting paid triple time. Whether right. it's triple or double and a half. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference here. You still do continuous days in the States? Yeah.
0: But it's but, different, yeah. Well Mar- Marvel started it and they were sticking to tens. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Netflix adopted it. And then, you know, the show with Amazon that we did. Um, mm-hmm. It just gets out of control. There, there will be, you know, a lot of people say, like, Marvel sticks pretty hard to it. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, I'm cool with a 10-hour day with no lunch. I'm yep. cool with that. Especially if, excuse me, if you can have a banana and a... A protein oh, no, right. bar and this no no I mean uh, during the day oh. if you can <laughs> I was not offering you oh, a banana wait, just we here. just had a damn banana just, yeah yeah <laughs> can't have another one no one's <laughs> the limit <laughs> no uh, no 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 I mean if, especially if you can have a banana and a protein bar mm. uh, in that time and whatever no problem that's great Ten's great mm. then you start going over 10 and it starts being dumb mm. and it's like I need a little break I need more food than this I need you know I need some hot food whatever so I don't. I'm not a big fan. If it was tens, fantastic. Yeah, tens. But they adorable. never fucking stick to what they say they're gonna do.
2: Right. Oh, we promise. We promise. We promise. So if you go over, if you go over ten, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah are, it, are the, it, it really hurts them. if the over? Oh, so the it does hurt them the overtime. But that just don't. No, get, here it hurts them. Oh, here it does. Here burn.
0: you go over ten. It's time and a half.
2: In the states, it's yep. time and
0: a half after eight until twelve. And then after 12, it's double time. Okay. And then it basically, different contracts are different. There are some that do go into triple time, very few. I think they're like a low tier uh, budget. Mm -hmm. Most of them, I think some go to, uh, I don't know. There's so many different, with 600, there's so many different contracts. There's the studio one, and then this one, and Mm -hmm. it's hard to even say. But in general, it's double time. Mm Mm-hmm and that's it you know so uh, and they pay the meal penalty but anyway um it's a little more uh, what's the right word civilized here as far as ours it sounds yeah like. yep all right let's talk about uh, let's talk about Mad Max sure. so you talked a little <laughs> on the best day worst day actually yeah. you had a great little story about your audition process very quickly just in case people don't listen to that
2: you had to audition for the job like yeah. an actor. Yeah, so I got a call about, um, oh, okay, we want you to audition as a camera operator. Mm-hmm. I thought, what the, what the heck are you talking about? You know, I've got lots of actors who are, who are winged and go on about auditions. Right, 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 right. So I have no time, I mean, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But so I'd never, you know, as a camera operator, you had really no idea about. So what they did, originally they were looking at shooting 3D mm-hmm. on uh, Mad Max. So they had built their own 3D cameras. And one of the reasons why they want what they wanted camera operators to audition is because they, th- at the time... They thought um, it was
0: going to be a real hassle, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: and yeah. we thought... Or they thought, oh, you know, the camera operator might be one of the only people, you know, apart from the AC. Even remotely close to the actor to actors. talk to them, right. So yeah. we might need to relay and help direct right, right. the actors. Um, and you got the part. all remotely. Yeah, and got the part. <laughs> got the part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool, though, but that's the first I've ever heard of that. But that was the weirdest process, you know, just in this little mock-up of the interior of the um of the truck um (laughs) with non-actors with 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 stand stand in. yeah yeah. yeah. that's crazy and that was with that 3d thing so that was with we actually used a 435 of all things with no mag on it i don't know why we I think it was because it was a similar size to the 3D cameras and they just wanted to get a you know it was just for a, okay. a video split. Got it. Just to get a picture out of the thing. Uh, and without it being on or too much
0: you can you can see through the IP exactly, and yeah. then feedback video okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair. yeah. I guess that works.
2: It's pretty bizarre. Um, but um yeah what, so
0: and, so the, the, they were originally going to go 3D.
2: Yep. So at the time so even during the audition so that was Dean Semler was the DP. Oh uh, yeah originally and he was there even even i remember walking in and seeing him and he you know before i walked all the way he said look aj this is all you know i don't know why they're doing this just 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 deal with it just go through it do your best whatever i think um so we we did it and then he gave me a call a few days later and said oh congratulations she said i've got good news and bad news you know the good news is um you're on the film but the bad news is um i'm not doing it anymore john seals got to take over Oh. So then John Seal took over. You've you've
0: said by the way that we could do a whole podcast on this Yeah, Yeah. I mean not that we will, but that we could if we wanted do a whole podcast just on this movie. But yeah, yeah.
2: But um yeah, so John Seal um became the cinematographer on Mad Max, and then a few a couple of weeks later they I think they were in a a meeting and they decided um the the three D system I think was giving a bit of trouble and um it was going to be a bit more um troublesome than it looked and the alexas had just come out and also more to the point the alexa ms had just come out mm. so the ms which were the cabled um a little thing with a fiber optic cable yeah, to yeah. a little to the base did you use those a lot yeah we used them a lot so we used the alexa ms um inside the cabs yeah um where you could really get back you know, another eight or ten inches right. into the corner of a car makes or, a
0: really big difference. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, the big then it became. Um, so it ended up being. So Mark Gilnich was um, the other camera operator, uh, Golly. Yeah, and myself and uh, John Seal operated as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. he operated. He's always been an operator. He's operated on all his movies, and um. Oh, I didn't know that. But uh, a lot of this was, um, uh, yeah. There's so there's tons of Steadicam and yeah, yeah tons of handheld. And, had to be fun. Yeah, had to be fun.
0: It's so, you know it's funny. It's not really like you know if you ask me what kind of movies I'm into that it wouldn't be that kind. Mm. But I really
2: enjoyed it, and yeah. the
0: filmmaking was fantastic. Yeah,
2: you know. So that was uh, the, I mean, so when you say film, so George Miller, he's a great, he's, he's got an amazing mind. He's the nicest guy. He's like, your, you know, a nice, um, you know, your really lovely grandfather when you meet him. And he's how old is he now? So he, he had his, now he's 80, 81. He had his 70, him and John Seal had their 70th birthdays while in Namibia on set. <laughs> you know, it's the classic. It's Wait a minute. Wait, how long ago that movie come out? when was it shot we shot in 2012 it came out in 2015 (laughs) yeah oh hell Mm. okay all right that's why i was
0: like what the fuck 10 years okay
2: so they had their 70 they both had their 70th birthdays during the film crazy or in yeah in africa how was how was that africa
0: yeah working in africa
2: oh yeah it was yeah it was awesome i've been there for like five minutes yeah uh, no the the crews we had a lot of south africa uh crews from south africa oh, a lot yeah. of the gear um came from south africa and a lot of the gear came from australia um mm. but in uh in, in namibia yeah, we had a lot of um south african crew and then a lot of local crew mm. that they trained up and mm-hmm. yeah it was awesome cool the really good camaraderie of do you know what the budget of the movie was it was ridiculous like, <laughs> or well i think or online it? it's listed as like 280 or something but then i remember talking to one of the someone who's involved in it has laughed and said oh yeah right and it's a bit more than that but um but you know i think they made uh <laughs> they did pretty well oh yeah 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 yeah. good for them yeah. uh wow but a George, long time in the making yeah totally yeah they when they they they've been starting to um make that they've been trying to make that film since 97 right so yeah i mean it doesn't seem that long
0: 15 years no but a lot changed during that time. Yeah, totally. Well, and then you you mentioned, and if you want to hear more about it, it's on best day, worst day. But the the 3D cameras with the water running through for cooling and all the shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like fucking ridiculous. I mean, and personally, I don't know about you. I am not a 3D fan. No. And I, I thought 3D when they were when there was that big surge of making 3D movies and guys carrying on their rig you know two red cameras pointed at mirrors and shit on one rig and yeah. like breaking their necks
2: and yeah i was like this is all dumb yeah oh it gets crazy. i mean so i did a quick test with the 3d cameras with ricky ricky uh. who was the first ac yeah and um yeah we, we did some tests and then we realized oh hang on a minute we've just got the camera on here but there's got to be this umbilical cord i think one of the reasons why they went 2d is um I think they just realized that practically, in the middle of the desert, when you've got things that are quite delicate as far as fiber optic, well, it was essentially a prototype
0: camera too. Yeah, they had prototype. I mean, they would have needed, well, minimum four, right? Yeah, very, very, very. If they all worked perfectly, minimum four. But but I'm sure you had big camera days where you used seven or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. So they need to now. They need to create not seven. They need to create fourteen because yeah two are gonna go down and then two are gonna go down yeah exactly
2: right yeah (laughs) now
0: you're building like 14 prototypes how much Mm -hmm. is that gonna cost you
2: Mm. yeah they spend a lot of money on that and then when you run one run over
0: you need another one now (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) i I could go on you know how you know what i'm talking about but um that's cool though and and how long uh you were in namibia for how long
2: so that was five and a half months six months cool and then a month uh, five and a half months then we did like and then at the end we were in studios in um cape town for like three weeks four weeks that was it that was so it was almost all location yeah but then they then they came back um a year and a half later a couple of pickups yeah (laughs) they came back a year and a half later oh sorry they they did the pickups in um in australia they did like three or four weeks of Mm. additional scenes and pickups and
0: yeah yeah cool and you were telling me i think off mic that the cast was like brilliant charlie's you said was like tch, yeah top notch yeah they were all party top notch yep yeah. yep yeah they're and they're most of the movie right i mean who else is in that a ton i'm trying to think
2: yeah it's like nicholas holt oh um, yeah yeah of course and then the all the girls and um yeah yeah so it was Chief a fun time burn. in africa yeah it was great i mean it's it was like, the hardest people ask me like oh what was it like it was like the hardest but most rewarding job Ever, you know, it was, um, yeah, and we did continuous stay so that was one of the saving graces. We did ten hours, hardly did any overtime. I think we did like the total of like eight hours overtime in the whole, you know, past that ten hours. because cool. so that's one of the things that really saved, and especially when you got an hour each way, hour and a half each way to and from location, mm, you know, it's it it not far. Up, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: but even I mean, <laughs> I've done I've done nineteens
2: with an hour back yeah. to location.
0: You know what I mean like or back to the hotel or wherever it's. Yeah. That's very civil.
2: But it makes a difference especially in you know we we are drivers and everything so it makes yeah. a difference and uh, And
0: you're there for a long time it's like you know yeah. it's it's going to be kind of brutal it's probably hot as hell you yeah. the sun and Yep. Then you're doing physical work it's like you know Totally. 10, ten hours is very reasonable. Yeah. Actually I mean a lot of the world would say it's too much. It's too, yeah. too long but from the filmmaking perspective, it's a very reasonable amount of time and you can go and you can go back to the hotel and have a shower and have a little food and Mm -hmm. maybe have a drink, get a little bit of social time and then get eight hours sleep and then go back to work. Like that's civil. That's nice. Cool. Well, so uh, where were you staying? What part of Namibia?
2: So we stayed in um, Swakamon, which is like a little... Love it there. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little... um, Yeah, it's like a German sort of... um, Germany. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw a lot of Germans come yeah. there. Yeah, Nam- Namibia was a German colony at one point.
0: I was completely unaware of that. Yeah. Okay.
2: So. Um, yeah, so we stayed in Swakopmund, which is, and that's one of the reasons. It's originally, they will going to do the film in Australia, mm-hmm. and I think they, um, uh, the excuse was that, um, basically, it rained a lot. <laughs> it had this period of. There was drought for a whole period of time, so it was fantastic, and it was all deserty and very Mad Max. So then it rained, and all the flowers came out, and all the. So that was one of the reasons why they didn't shoot it <coughs> out here in twenty eleven. Um, do you think it was more they, excuse to go somewhere else, or do you think it was legit? Um, possibly seems a but, little legit, but, but but they they had done wreckies in Namibia as well, so they knew the area and they knew that okay they could have all these different locations, and you know one of the locations was basically flat desert probably the tallest bush in the whole desert was the size of like a you know like one foot tall so you could literally close your eyes drive for 10 minutes and you wouldn't hit anything in any direction it's like a salt flat no, like just like sand but yeah but flat. Uh,
0: but dead flat where it was not dead flat it's not but, like crazy you know, probably crazy. the
2: largest bump would be like a foot or two okay feet. all right but the kind of um wow. so the, the beauty of that was um you know from a cinematographer's point of view it's brilliant because you could say okay the sun's moved around a bit let's just clock it you know 30 degrees and drive that direction now all looks the same yeah brilliant. and you could have a consistent light although george didn't really you know george he's like okay we'll get a shoot on the way back as well and john had said no no, george that's not gonna match that doesn't matter we'll fix it in post okay no problem go and he did and you look at um and it looks good yeah yeah it looks brilliant yeah but he's I know a, the
0: cinematographer's dream is to do it all perfectly with perfect backlight at magic hour and everything. Yeah, and um, those kinds of movies they do look great.
2: Yeah, but you know we have to. It's business. Totally, and sometimes, but that, and then that's the that brings me to like, so like probably for the first month or two, um, myself and Golly, it's kind of difficult. I mean, for the whole crew getting into. George has has such a brilliant mind and his way of thinking. He has such a creative and he's very creative, very technical, but but, but ultimately story-driven. So getting into... And the way he shot the thing. So he shot the whole thing chronologically, basically. (laughs) which And anyone in filmmaking knows that that's a pretty inefficient way to do it. Even if you're in the desert, there's Mm -hmm. still little... um, um, different you know, different locations that
0: yeah, and there are always going to be little issues with doing that yeah.
2: So, but we shot the whole thing chronologically. We'd probably added a couple of months to the schedule. a Couple of months, you think? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you think, or at least a month, I'd say. But um, mm. the uh, so the issue and the way George works, he you know, we'd start a scene. So the scene might go for, you know, a minute, say, and, mm. but the scene might include like a car from the outside is attacking the war rig and then someone inside gets hurt and then you cut to this person the way george was the way we shot the thing was maybe like each call action the actors decide acting and then four seconds later go okay okay, cut that's the that's the bit that we need and this was for the first couple of months and this was this led to like so for actors there's no there's i think they really struggle with the continuity of right this the scene flowing,
0: hard to get into a vibe
2: and totally. a flow, when everything's. Cut, but in George's go, cut, head, cut, go, right. but in George's, and also for the camera he, people, he's like sound. looking at it like a comic book. Exactly, it's like
0: this piece, this piece. So the
2: storyboards piece, right. for Fury Road was were basically fifteen hundred pictures on a wall, um, well yeah, hundreds of pictures on a wall in their production office, and you'd start at that, start in the top left, and you'd finish in the bottom right, wow. and that's the whole, the film. As each little comic strip, mm. and that's the way we we shot it I mean once and it it's took like, us it's like shooting it as a, it's like shooting a commercial yeah totally <laughs> which can be very very frustrating, but once we, I, remember in, um, yes. yeah. but I remember being in um yes yeah I remember being in in with Zeb, who was the, the amazing video split um, operator and editor um, he's George's guy. I remember being in his little in his bus one day, and this is like a month or six weeks after we started shooting and he started to put together did they have of one
0: that. of the little vans with all this the whole setup yeah, yeah. he had
2: like his own video split and the DIT bus and the mm. whole bit so I remember watching this edit that he started to put together and then you know there was one day where I was watching it where I just clicked and I thought I realised oh that's what okay this is what George is doing and George is saying okay take two frames off that piece yeah make this make, this, make that shot another four and a half frames longer like to the to the point where he would know exactly what... Mm. Um, so, but, but, so I think myself and Golly, I don't want to speak for him, but we both sort of got to a point where we started to see it and realize, oh, okay, now we get it. Now we understand mm-hmm. what you're doing. Everything is so specific. And, um, yeah. and George's whole thing is, you've probably heard it before, but George's whole thing is everything gets framed in the center of the frame oh yeah I heard the action that, in the yeah. center so even if you've I may got have a, just noticed it when I watched the movie yeah so his whole thing with the reasoning for doing that and this is the other thing for the first two months we didn't realize why is he reframing shit why we yeah well everything got reframed in that movie and not even reframed but everything there were um, you know I believe there were different performances from different different takes that were pulled out and put in different takes and like to the yeah it's crazy yeah but but he has um but he's so brilliant at that and you know amazing amazing visual is that your vibe
0: is that is that cool do you like that do you like the do you like the tedious vibe of like
2: not really (laughs) okay yeah yeah, me either like what you're talking about sounds like a Nightmare to me, but in that context, once he's, once we started to once we clicked in with what no, was at his least you brain, know what he wants,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Then it
2: became amazing. You think, okay, now I understand what.
0: Yeah, no, that part's good. fine. I get that. It's like, yeah, you know, you were hired to do this movie. Yeah, you give you give them what they need, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But as a a personal thing, like I, this sounds awful. Yeah, the movie doesn't look that way. But to a, be as fair, a, as
2: a whole, it's not it's not it's not the kind of thing where you walk away each day satisfied with with what you've done because you must not know what the hell you've done the satisfaction comes at the premiere then you think okay now i get it now i understand what yeah
0: oh can you pass me in that water oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> where it's such a damn big table i can't even reach the water across
2: the way where we do do a lot of jobs where you think oh i did this cool you know we did this great oh this one minute shot and it held mm-hmm. in one and you walk away at the end of the day. You know, especially as steady cam operators, they feeling satisfied and thinking, oh, "I'm be Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I know, and, and mm. you know, that, just that that vibe of all that, like,
2: <clears throat> and that's where John's know, experience. You know, we would go. So every day, I'd be like, John, but they're
0: reframing your shots. Didn't that didn't that drive you a little nutty? Um, not. I mean, they didn't do
2: it until you saw, it, or yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, until later. But but I think because the edit was so quick, it's that um. I've forgotten where George gets it from. It um, gets from Stanley Kubrick, I think. There's a Stanley Kubrick thing where um, yeah, everything for him was symmetrical and in the center. But mm. if you got to do something really quick, you need to be watching the same part of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's you know something another film where your you, your eyes are jumping from perfect one example, cut of The Shining,
0: it. where it's the hallway and then the <laughs> the girls and then it pops
2: back right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that George's it's- whole thing. If you got to follow someone from the middle to the right of frame. And then from the right of frame, you know, the next cut should be the the subject should be in the right of frame, but then they travel to the left and the next cut should be left and go back to the middle. So your eyes don't get tired from watching such a quick edit.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I understand that. So I it's mean,
2: almost like there's no edits. You're just watching the um, the movement across the screen right. and the edits are just seamless or just invisible. Right. Yeah,
0: It's probably better than the way I'm thinking of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> thinking about that is a nightmare. Yeah. Right. So I think the, the reframing would be to um, adjust the position, or well,
0: when you said I said they reframing, and you said, oh, all,
1: all of
2: it. Yeah. Well, not not all, rec- not all of it, but okay. um, prob- definitely the a lot of the action um, sequences. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm.
0: Anyway, I you know I used to love the days when I've done a couple of movies way back when with no monitors, mm-hmm. and there were monitors available, but the directors. Didn't want them or whatever. Yep. It's nice. They actually give a fuck what you have to say about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that George didn't or anybody else on any other project, but you know they need your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a day when, uh, well, it, we both worked in that day when you had your eye on the eyepiece and. Yeah. All right. That was great. No, 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 no. We were a little soft. Yep. This is the part where we were soft. He got it about. Uh, half a second in, he rolled to it, but we missed the very beginning. Mm-hmm. If you need that, then let's go again. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean. You make that point, and they go, "Hmm." No, I have two that that was perfect, in, so I think I'm good. Yep. Then they move on, and they but yeah. they need your they need your info to make an informed decision about what else now. Mm
1: you but know still, um, I think it's still moving the chief
0: of the studio calls them like oh I yeah, think yeah. you were soft
1: that
2: one you know yeah. and, I don't know not really but it feels that way now mm. doesn't it yeah but then it's still about I think it's about um. then you know for us it's more of a challenge of moving with the times and then what can we still offer mm. as far as you know anyone can can film something in on their phone or whatever but not mm. everyone can compose something or make some you yeah. know do a shot that goes from one thing to the next in a in a, an elegant or a well not everyone play. can
0: record like four minute cues of them talking to themselves in their ear yeah. in order yeah, to yeah, yeah. film a dance sequence it's pretty impressive yeah, I'm very yeah. impressed by that <laughs> um, I, I think part of the skill I mean that's a whole different level but like part of the skill just of being an operator is like okay so we ha- I think most of us our eye was good to begin with mm. in a general sense and then you start reading or learning the rules of composition. And you're like, oh, I was already doing that. Yeah. Like I learned the rule of thirds mm. after I had already been shooting for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sh- that's a good rule. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not calling myself a genius. I'm just saying some people have a predilection yeah, totally. to this stuff. And totally. so the framing and the composition part is like. Sure, when you when you fuck with stuff and when you do something different, that's when it can get extra fun. Yeah. But, like, just general compositions, easy. But it's like getting the camera into that corner with the extra eight inches that you need, maybe with an M or whatever the hell it is, and then getting from there to the other thing where it looks off that, you know, it's always something. It's like, yeah, it would be fine if we didn't have to go that way at the end. Yeah. How do we fix that part? Yeah. Okay, and then some. Somebody has an idea—a dolly grip, or a key grip, or a DP, or somebody. Well, I saw a guy once do this thing, and then if you blah blah blah. Oh, well, let's try that. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. the to me that's the skill of the job, and that's the a lot of the fun. Yeah, is like figuring it all out with other people and collaborating.
2: Yeah, it's problem solving. Yeah. Right,
0: and then you do four takes, and then they tear it all up and oh, it's yeah. in your memory bank somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like maybe in 7 years you'll have a situation where you need to do that little thing and then you tell that Dolly grip, "Hey, try this. Maybe this will work for us." Mm, totally. It's fun like that. Yeah. What's anyway. I I I'm really into that kind of stuff, but No, absolutely. Is um, it Yeah. Okay, because I know it's like three yeah. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm actually surprised we're still alone here. They'll be back any minute. But right. I want to try to talk to you about two things: extraction and yeah. killing them softly. Mm-hmm. Extraction. My first question is that the movie where the director was like riding on the hood. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's the one that crazy guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> How was that? Was that a good time? That was Thailand,
2: right? Yeah, that was good. Oh, <laughs> we started in India, India. Oh, in India. Oh, sorry. Okay. Started, we started in India for four weeks, and then uh, we went to Thailand for like the. the two and a half months or whatever got it yeah so how was, was all that that was great was did great. you get out of
0: india without any sickness yeah for most us. people it's <laughs> right well a
2: few of us got uh well not, not me but um one of the acs got dengue fever he nice. was like on his back for like three weeks two or two weeks in india three weeks um yeah there's dengue fevers from the mosquitoes and yeah uh, yeah but uh yeah we got out there i love india Love the people, love the food. I've yeah. never been. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I got to go. And the crews are great there. And, are um, they? Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. make so many movies, they should be. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that was great. I mean, and Sam, so Sam um, Hargrave, the director, he- Is he Aussie? No, he's a um, he's American, he's LA, he's ex-stunt guy. Fucking LA assholes, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a um, yeah, stunt coordinator and um, I think he's stunt coordinated on Atomic Blonde. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah. Of op- course. I think he operated on the sequence that you know, uh, Charlie's um, fights down the stairs. I think he did all that bit. Oh, really? Um, so oh, he, cool. yeah. So this was his first feature, like directing, and um, he did that. You know, but that that whole um, sequence on the um, the whole sequence on the uh, the beginning of the at the beginning of the film. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like 25, 26 shots that are all sort of sequenced together. Oh really? To make it look like one big. Second, I, so. I haven't watched the movie to be yes. honest. Um.
0: I don't know why. I guess I was gonna. Uh, I think some people. I think some operators did not want to watch it because they were kind of pissed off at that guy for doing that stuff and making. So yeah. the argument I heard was, "All right, great. Now you've done this behind the scenes. Mm. Now every now every director is going to want to do some shit like this, and they're yeah. going to point at their operator. Yeah. Now." Uh, and I get where these guys are coming from, cause, or these women too, because like I don't want to get on the fucking hood of the car. Now, mm. if I trust everybody, maybe I will. But like just being expected to do it because somebody else did it, this isn't yeah, something then, we normally do.
2: Yeah, so that's fine if someone... But, but
0: if you're the director and you're going to do it, go for it.
2: Yeah, but it's not only... Um, you know, so all those, all those streets and all the places that we did it were full lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there were a few random times we had to abort because a dog had run out or mm, something so, okay. but there were full lockdown all stunt people yeah um, and and, and they had been rehearsing that thing for like months beforehand right and then it, and it also so it's like if someone's going to ask you to do that it's like okay cool we need two months to rehearse right you know and that's the level and they had like some of the, the best drivers yeah um the best yeah rigors it's
0: good to hear that they did it the right way oh yeah absolutely. You're they didn't just the yeah. problem is there's so many people they want to do that but
2: but they don't have the time or the budget or the, and
0: they're unwilling to hear no yeah or the patience yeah right Yeah. so it's like that's yeah. the problem i think that a lot of people have is like yeah you know you show somebody oh look at this Yep. but you don't show them like oh this was two months it cost seven million dollars we shut every road in India down and we had a, you know, we had yep. eight hundred stunt people. And the half five blocks right. locked down. Right. And, yeah, exactly. Right. And it, 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 because in the movie it looks it doesn't look that way. You don't see
2: no. it. You don't see it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Well I guess that's the you know, I guess mission completed for them. If it's I, if it looks good and you know. Yeah. On the on our side it's like shit. Yeah. On their side it's well done. And I think the worst accident I had was, you know, where the, the camera car went into the other car and they had to you know they did it they bent the front of it or something just bent it back very minor so you know it's like
0: that's great that's good to hear and if it was done safely
1: Hmm.
0: everything can be done everything's relative yeah but like anything you want to do if you put uh if you if you make it as safe as you can make it some things are going to be 20% safe and some are going to be 90%. But yeah. if you make the 20% thing as safe as it can possibly be and everybody knows what the risks and mm. uh are, f- go for it. Yeah. But just do your best to make it where like some stupid fuck up doesn't kill somebody. Totally. Yeah. Like no stupid fuck ups. Yeah. Like let's do it right and then Yeah. If the dog runs out and you have to swerve and then you hit something and somebody gets hurt, yeah, that shit happens. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's just, just all about reducing
2: that. the risk. And that's of course what, come, that's what stunts is. It's all about, okay, we want to mm-hmm. do this thing that looks dangerous. And how can we reduce the risk down to a level of acceptability? And, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. The best
0: uh, stunt coordinator I ever worked with uh, has one eye.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because his wife shot him in the other one. <laughs> Watch. Not a joke. <laughs> he was on like NBC Dateline or something. She shot him, I think five times or like many times once in the eye that would have killed him. But his eyeball, she hit him just the right way and his eyeball exploded and just the bullet didn't go through his brain because yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, (coughs) interesting one, but he was so risk averse. Yep. Um, and also like really great at toning, toning sometimes, not all the time. Every once in a while, stunt actors overdo things a little bit yeah and um uh every now and again but uh and it's he, all about yeah
2: com- it comes back to communication yeah you yeah. gotta change something he
0: was so good at like toning it all down totally. simplifying and toning it down like no no don't jerk your head back just just fall
2: yep yeah
0: looks yeah. way better yeah you know, and then the good ones do that and then they learn and yeah mm-hmm. I've seen the ones where they they freak out as they get shot <laughs> you know yeah. it's like an old Hong Kong action movie ah! yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, so the whole movie extraction again I haven't seen it sorry mm-hmm. but um, the whole movie is like crazy action like yeah
2: non-stop generally I mean there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of scenes where it's two or three people and yeah yeah, yeah check it out Two or three people in the middle I will you know, I, can't, I a, kept
0: meaning yeah. to There's so much now Yep It's hard to watch everything Do you guys yeah. have Amazon Prime?
2: Yeah Yeah okay
0: Yeah we got it all Netflix <laughs> Sam- You got Paramount You got all yeah. that show Okay yeah. Right, yeah yeah. It's hard to know what anybody has anymore But um, So then Killing Them Softly
2: Yeah Which I think I saw but remind me If you don't mind So that was the So Brad Pitt Right Gets brought in He's, he's a um, He's like a guess he's a is a hitman hired by the government to to sort out these um there's a poker game that gets hit right but it's sort of like a semi government protected poker game they're kind of protecting the mob and then right the Brad Pitt character comes in and gets brought in to sort it all out and everything gets fucked yeah i remember now yeah yeah how was that where was that shot so that was shot in new orleans um, oh okay when Lisa? when was that like so that was t- 2010 in, um, or something. Yeah, that was my second job in the states. That was 2011. Oh, oh 2010, 2011. Okay, 2011. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was with Greg Fraser, DP. Oh yeah. So I'd, I'd done a few films with um Greg here and um Greg with Minnesota. like an E and I or something, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: he shot a bunch of big movies for. Was this a um, Annapurna movie?
2: No. Uh, no. This was a Plan B. Production uh, plan B, so it was Brad Pitt. Pitt's company. Yeah,
0: um, no, but uh, he shot a bunch of stuff for Annapurna, um, Megan yeah. Ellison's company. Uh huh. When he shot, uh, not American Hustle, did he? No, but like Foxcatcher and uh,
2: Vice, he did Vice, but Riot. I think that was plan B as well. Well, sometimes it's a combo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, I ju- I've just seen his name so much, uh, and yeah, and he's done yeah. such nice work, yeah. He's 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 like the biggest now, one of the biggest. Yeah, good for Maybe him. Shot June.
2: Is he Dune somebody you've Dune.
0: known for a very long time?
2: Yes, yeah, so I first met first met Greg at Panavision when I'd first bought my AR rig mm. here in Sydney. I remember just trying out a bunch of um, just um, testing a bunch of cameras with um, in the AR rig. Oh, okay, um, just sorting time. out like little issues, sorting and out stuff. Of, um, and yeah. I remember Greg was he was because um, he started out as a photographer and then was with exit films here in um in, in uh, australia mm, in melbourne okay and um then started shooting um stuff for them and yeah so that's where i first met greg and hmm. um he saw this ar rig oh that, that, that'd be great well what's to do and then we ended up doing a bunch of commercials together and then a few films here in australia yeah cool well but that was um and then i was lucky enough to he brought me over for that um what yeah, was that himself. was that a giant hassle for you um well that was the second job what was the first yeah, one yeah the second job the first one was a film called the lucky one mm. it's like a sort of a rom- romance zac efron thing okay in new that was in new orleans as well basically yeah. basically the same movie as mad max just tweaked a little yeah just bit. a okay. little <laughs> yeah. um No, no, no. Was it a total pain in the ass to come to work in the US, or was it easy? uh, It wasn't too bad, Okay, the first one, because the director wanted me over there, so they just made it happen. And then similar for the first one, so,
0: yeah. Who was the director of that first thing? Uh, Was it Andrew Dominic who did the Killing Them Softly? Yeah, so
2: Andrew Dominic did Killing Them Softly, yeah. He's
0: got an interesting uh, uh, filmography. Yeah, he's great. Wait, is he the guy who did Chopper? Yep yeah yeah
2: Chopper is his and then
0: Blonde now right Blonde I which I still haven't seen yeah I haven't seen that yet D- you didn't do that did you no no, no. but Andrew's great um, what else did he do
2: did he do that um, fuck that western he did a um, actually I have a he did a documentary on Nick Cave
0: oh yeah Nick
2: Cave and the Bad Seeds yeah yeah
0: Nick I love Nick Cave yeah he's cool he wrote he wrote a movie nick cave wrote a movie Oh, that really? beca- that, that uh they're all in the same circles i'm sure well, it, well i mean he's a musician nick cave is a musician for mm. those who don't know and he's he's really cool stuff actually really cool Oz- yeah. Ozzy guy yep yeah. but he wrote a fucking western i'm pretty sure nick cave did but he's been doing soundtracks for stuff and the yeah, western wow. actually got made okay that he wrote, I, I, Andrew Dominic must have had nothing to do with it. Oh, I know what Andrew Dominic did. That, um, uh, the assassination of Jesse James. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Which, to be honest, I thought was too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful movie, though. Yeah, beautiful. Movie. Uh, do you have anything to do with that? No. No, no, no. no. Oh, it was all shot in the U.S., right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> but, but Killing Them Softly was great. I mean, that was working with Greg and, um, great crews in New Orleans you know I've still got a few friends there I keep in touch with that's um, cool yeah but that was um and that was all shot on that was all oh yeah 35 mil at the time as an anamorphic Panavision and we did Greg's the film guy right um not necessarily uh, no. I mean only okay. film no no not necessarily he's um all right yeah he was like an early adopter of the Alexa and okay all that Yeah. yeah well, kind of like Deacons, maybe. Yeah, uh, like
0: yeah. You know. um, well, so was it Andrew? That's a film, like
2: a hardcore film, or? Oh, I'm not, sh- no, nah, not necessarily. How'd that happen then? Well, that was, I mean, that was that was still in the days of film, so it was before the Alexa. I mean, twenty eleven. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, the Alexa maybe wasn't as, um, you know, they had the whole. It was either brand new or the, very close. If to you wanted like... to record raw. You had to have to have the... Um, oh, that whole the, back thing. The whole... whole right Several recorder and all yeah, that yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Actually, we had that on Mad Max, by the way. We had the Codex recorders. Oh, you did? On the back of the full-size camera. So, yeah.
0: How much was, there, how much was your uh, setup? How much did it weigh? Uh, I'm
2: not On on Mad Max? Yeah. I think with the full... I'm not sure, but it would be... Yeah, Heavy? He- yeah. probably uh, Like 65 or a bit more. Mm-hmm yeah just the camera just the yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's heavy but it was kind of came in handy when you know when you've got wind machines and wind in the desert and then um um dust machines blasting out you a bit of weight you ever fly the gold or a bl4 yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) same shit yeah oh brilliant so it ends up being you know that that inertia ends up helping you know well it helps the look of the shot it just it it makes you an inch shorter doesn't help your body no
0: (laughs) No, but they fly great because oh, yeah. you just they 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 will be unmoved. It's like having a built-in vault, mm. <laughs> right? Totally, totally. almost. <clears throat> yeah, I did a few, uh, <clears throat> a few movies with those, uh, but God, they're heavy. Mm. It's t- too heavy now for me. But
2: not really. I mean, I guess I could. I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. just don't want to. I mean, that's the great thing with cameras. Um, and actually, with the so the AR rig, um, I use a used had a little bit on um, killing them softly we did a few cool oh, really? little bits and pieces oh. but um mostly um, normal steady cam and okay. uh, but the cool thing with all this you know the small cameras now especially like the mini the mini was like a game changer for the the AR rig and then obviously now with the mini LF and the um, all the red cameras but you know it's just a naive, the whole issue with the AR rig is that um, the heavier the camera the less reach you get mm-hmm. I guess similar to the Trinity where the light of the camera the further you can pull that camera away from the gimbal mm-hmm. and then that equals more boom, distance boom yeah, range sure. with less with less crap out the back to hit so right and a bigger I don't know what you yeah, call it a radius big, or yeah because you're your axis becomes longer. Is that yeah, the right word? basically, yeah. So the, the, the more the distance you can get from the gimbal, then yeah. the, the greater the range you get.
0: Well, yeah, and then you you can also do more complicated stuff. Yeah. Because if you're like, if you're tilting from this far, this is, it's a yep. whole different. Yeah. Again, I'm making things with my hands. It's radio of <laughs> the mind right now. But um, you knew what I meant, which is good. But yeah, the, that distance, you can do more interesting stuff, I guess, is what I'm kind of, totally simple yeah. way, yeah. I'm not really... uh I've never been that... I've tried the AAR. I tried it way back when with... Uh, mm-hmm. What was the dude's name? From Vegas. Yep. Yeah, anyway. Tried it with him. Tried it with Howard. Lynn?
2: Lynn, yeah. Lynn Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, Lynn Nicholson.
0: Yeah. God, a good memory. Yep.
2: I think he got a little fucked, didn't he? Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what happened there. Mm. But... Um, um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool. So the, I, I did a film a couple of years Sorry, I didn't mean ago. to take, take oh, no, you down no, no, a no. rabbit
0: hole. We didn't want to go down. <laughs> no, no, I was
2: going to say. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. The um, So with the AR rig, yeah, so I sort of had, like, you know, when I first <coughs> got it, it was kind of cool, and they all wanted to use it for commercials. And, oh, I want to go over this table yeah, or yeah. inside this car window. And then it sort of went quiet for a while. And they create shots for the camera. Yeah. Or for the rig, essentially. But then um, – so they did an upgrade for the software a few years ago, and uh, so now you can control the role on your phone. Uh, the, the, you know, there's, a, there's an app or via uh-huh. an iPad or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but I did a film a couple of years ago called Upgrade. Um, oh yeah, you with, mentioned um, that before. With, Sorry, I meant to bring it up. No, no, yeah, with Stefan Duccio, Duccio, the um, is Australian cinematographer. Oh okay. Um, so so in that film, whether you've seen it, in that film, basically, there's it's about a, a guy who. He's in a car accident, and then this um, sort of Elon Musk-type character comes in and says, oh, we can make you walk again if we put this chip in I've heard of this movie. In your neck. I
0: missed it somehow. I really wanted to see it, actually. Oh, now I have extra reason. Sorry, yeah. go on. So
2: you chip in your neck, Elon so, Musk. So right. basically, the, um, the main character <laughs> turns into a, you know, and then the, inevitably the chip, you know, the, the computer starts taking over his body and whatnot. Right. So it becomes more, I guess, robotic-like um and the lead actor was brilliant logan marshall green i think his name is. okay
0: i was gonna say it's an interesting acting yeah he was, challenge. He was
2: such a weird but he was like amazing he did all these body these movement coaching exercises and, yeah i bet he did yeah but um <laughs> so we did and uh, so basically this chip starts taking over his body so that was the the perfect um, reason to use this new sort of software with the ar rig that um the first time you see it is where he's in trouble and this guy breaks into his house and mm. he asks the the computer to take over for him and fight this guy and so then instantly we did this shot where he he stands up from from lying down um and the camera sort of starts on the side and then just tracks up with him uh ah. I mean and you could do that with a you know with a dolly on like a weaver like a lambda head or something Sure. But then, like being able to move in and track with him um, while while he's fighting. Right. So we did this. um, So we did a lot of sequences and just the fight sequences to exaggerate the you know the punches or the moves. We um, we'd strap the iPhone uh, strap the um, the iOS device onto his chest or onto his back, depending on which way we wanted to follow, and would just and the camera would follow his angle exactly. No. That so you can tell up. it to just track with the phone, yeah, and you can trigger it remotely from another um, device, device, and turn it on and off, and yeah. But um, that's right. yeah. So there's that's e- actually really cool. Yeah. So was the and was I got I got to see this movie now. Yeah, check it out. And but it was the perfect excuse. It wasn't it would, you know the script just worked perfectly to be able to use this bit of technology. You know, uh-huh. often technology we're like, oh, let's do this, and it becomes a gimmick. But this uh-huh. was the it's one of those. Instances where it was no—that's why you invent really these well. kinds of
0: things to be used in the instances where they're needed. Totally, yeah, right. Yeah, where it's like the only way or the perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I did a shot on that. I was talking about that movie in Oklahoma. I did a shot where oh. uh, the actress uh, Kiersey is laying down, and she wakes up in a strange place and she sits up. Yep, Yeah. It's supposed to be very disorienting and we did this on these really old anamorphics. Mhm. I think we only used we mm-hmm. had a we only had like six lenses on the whole movie. Small movie. We had like a 24 a 35 a 50 100 and maybe a 150 or something. Yep. And but the 24 was so distorted. Like if you walked past it in a straight line, mm. it looked like you Walked from so far away to right by the lens and then away from then the away lens again, yeah. yeah, so it was super distorted, so we used i think we used the twenty four the thirty five was fairly distorted too, we didn't use it much mm-hmm. the twenty four was ridiculous, I think that's what we did that with, but um, so I had like the rig upside down, yep, and then as she sat up i oh yeah, with cool. her, and it's very she's supposed to be disoriented, yep. And confused about what's going on, and so the lens was perfect. Yeah, because you start kind of halfway upside down, mm-hmm. so that's already disorienting. And then as you sit up, th- the shifts and stuff because of the glass. Anyway, same yeah. kind of, uh, well, di- different, but uh, yeah, but similar same. idea. Yeah, yeah. Um. And when was the when was upload?
2: Um. Up, upgrade that was up, like upgrade sorry. 20, shit. <laughs> oh, we shot it in twenty seventeen. I think it came out 2018, 2019 oh okay yeah, 2018 yeah all right yeah upgrade
0: i keep saying upgrade. upload because there's a there's a there's another film called upload no there's it? a tv show called upload oh right Yeah. i yeah. think on amazon that's kind of cool it's about like uploading your consciousness
2: yep so yeah this was a it was a blumhouse film so oh know, it was they, blumhouse they have their like their you know 10 million budget or whatever they do and um but yeah it was good been there done that yeah <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, There's a good bunch of on, on this particular one. Yeah, it was a good bunch of people. Good, um, the good. director Lee Wanell, who is the one half of the Saw franchise. Okay. Yeah, got it. And he was great. He's, um, and also did another. And then a few years later, we did the, um the Invisible Man. He directed. Oh, the Invisible Man. Cool. Same director, same DP, and yeah.
0: Oh, we got the band back together for that. Yeah. One, huh? Oh, cool. That's nice. I mean, that wasn't Blumhouse,
2: The Invisitment. No, no. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. No, it wasn't. No,
0: I did I did three or four or five movies with Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, different situations, but yeah. Yeah, they have this thing. It's like uh, we don't reshoot anything. Yeah. We don't, we don't give you many notes, like the director. Like, do whatever mm. the fuck you want. Yep. Yeah. Here's your budget. Yep. Oh, you ran out of money? I guess you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's kind of their attitude. Yeah, I, I remember I did a movie with them. Uh, it's called The Boy Next Door.
2: Uh huh. Um,
0: and the director comes from like big, big movies, mm-hmm. and this was much smaller. And so they wanted to like shoot some pickups, and uh, Blumhouse was like, no. Yeah, but we need this whole, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, uh, Universal ended up paying for the pickups. Okay, right. Out of their pocket, because Blumhouse is like, mm-mm, we don't pay for shit. I guess shit. they've
2: got their, that's their, that's their line. That's, that's their-, their
0: line, and then they already have distribution set up with Universal. Mm-hmm. So basically, their line was like, I think essentially, like, we've been paid. So, like, we're not going over the this, and... If Universal wants wants this to release it, then feel free, go ahead. Yep, it's a little yeah, bit yeah. of hardball, I think. Yeah, and the, <laughs> you know we shot a week or something extra, mm-hmm. uh, six months later or something, and that movie, it's 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 so inconsequential in the world of movies, but we made it for like a few million bucks, and like weekend one it made like thirty five. Yeah, well, okay, it's a pretty good ratio right there. Yeah, so their business yeah. model is like. Let's make forty movies for five million dollars each. Yep. And like two of them will pay for all of this. Yeah. And then one will make us a shitload of money. Yeah. We'll totally. be
2: fabulously rich. Yeah, like get out or something.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh well like uh uh um shit, what's the movie with the it was like all shot like with like a security camera. Um they made like twelve sequels.
2: The one in the um Oh yeah, uh Blair Witch not Blair Witch the other one the um that one yeah yeah the one
0: neither one of us can think of anyway Jason <laughs> Blum was smart enough to go buy that fucking movie and uh i know you're trying to think of it and so yeah, on. yeah yeah um but he was smart enough to go buy that movie Paranormal, wasn't it activity yeah absolutely thank you very much cuz <laughs> it was driving both of us insane uh no he was smart enough to buy that movie and say fuck it like uh we'll put a few bucks into it which they did Mm. I think he bought it for like less than a hundred k.
2: Okay.
0: The first one made I don't how many hundred million I don't know mm. like um, ridiculous. Anyway, he's the first one I ever saw with a vehicle. I won't say what kind of business it says on the outside because I don't want to. In case he's still using it, yeah. But there's like a it'd be like if you saw like a um, like a work truck, mm-hmm. like AT and T, you know cable or whatever i don't know what the equivalent is around or like the plumber or whatever he's got a truck that's in that realm Mm -hmm. that he rides in (laughs) he rides in the back and he can see he can edit and he can see like he can watch dailies and i think they have a connection okay (laughs) it's the first one i ever saw that had i've seen those since now you were talking about the guy with the your uh the video guy the playback guy that had like a bus
2: yeah Yeah, well that was in, in in namibia you know they just set that up just for that Right.
0: But I think more and more people have realized like,
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: he's from the, he's from the different, he's from the executive part of it. Yeah. But you know, he's a busy guy and he has to travel around. So like if I have to drive 45 minutes, you know, a mile and a half in LA, if I have to drive 45 minutes, (laughs) I'll, I'll watch half of this movie while I'm on the way. And then I can make my notes or whatever I need or watch dailies or yeah. 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 Anyway, um, what else? What else were we going to talk about? Um, oh, in extradition. Uh, uh, God. Extraction. extraction. <laughs> so I wrote it in a weird way where it looks like extradition, so it keeps popping in my head. My apologies. <laughs> Did you, because that was so actiony, and the director put himself in harm's way, mm. although now that you've explained it, it's a little less than it was, but, uh, or it's a little less than it appeared. Yep. But he was still in danger. Uh, yeah. In, no. If if, like any, if if there's a catastrophic blowout in the car at the wrong moment, he could have been
2: dead. Right. Yeah. But well, even then, they had um, you know, his the, even the stuff where you see him on the bonnet. It's like, um, you know, there's a guy behind him who's got like a safety on him. on him to right. pull him off. He's actually attached to the bonnet, and then when he gets released, they quick release. Mm-hmm. You know, they got all those safety harness things. Um,
0: I yeah. understand. I'm just saying, like. There's a level of. I'm saying he did it. They did. They did that the best way, the safest way. Yeah, totally. But even in the safest way, yeah. I mean, an asteroid could come and land on the car somehow. Totally, yeah. Obviously, that's not what you're worried about. But like, if the front left tire blows out while you're going on a right turn, yeah. There's a chance that something bad, and then you're on the hood of a car.
2: Yeah. So it is the risk you take. I guess. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But did he put you in a position, or did you put yourself in a position? No, on that was pretty. I think towards the end of it, there's like this big sort of fight sequence on the bridge. Okay. Um, you know, where Chris Hemsworth has to shoot 60 guys or something crazy just to get out mm. um, for his character to get this kid back, this hostage back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And in that, there was lots of, um, lots of shooting. I think each, day, I remember coming home from the, um, getting out of the car at the apartment, at the, um, the hotel. You know to go back in when we were in thailand don't like, tell me a shell fell out of your pocket. yeah like shells like ak-47 <laughs> shells falling out of our shoes and pockets and yeah but um <laughs> so it's like days and days of that mm-hmm. but all those instances we had a really good safety guy on on that from um from australia and he's um you know he's like he's the kind of guy you always hear him from from a mile away he's like if something's going wrong no no stop stop, stop you know do this or cover up let's put a Put a ferny blanket around you, Let's or solve that real quick, right? whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, you just need those kinds of people who can, mm-hmm. who can um, you know, bring attention to. So yeah, everything on that, and that was Tom Siegel was the DP mm. on that. So he was um, yeah, he's great. Good. He's great. He's got a, such a good eye. And yeah. So um, accommodating. He shot on kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was another one working with Golly. He was oh the really? Camera operator. Huh. Yeah so we did um yeah lots of handheld towards the end because <laughs> we're like a team yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you must get along well yeah we get along pretty we're, we're very different um personalities but but mm-hmm. then in that i think yeah we get along that can be a good thing yeah well i think yeah, yeah yeah no it's good it's fun <laughs> so
0: speaking of gunfire and then i'll let you go because we've been going on well i've yeah, been yeah, going no, I on him. more than anything but um <laughs> Uh, what, what was the reaction in the business, or just around Australia, about the Rust shooting?
2: The Rust shooting, yes. Yeah, so the only
0: reason I ask is because you brought up the gun, you know, the gun stuff and the mm-hmm. safety,
2: and yeah. I think in Australia, so I remember talking to a, an armourer about that. Actually, I was working with him only a few weeks after it happened, and basically here it couldn't happen. Like there's very, and if it did happen. This is in Australia. If it did happen, it's the armourer's fault, mm-hmm. basically, because in Australia, so firstly, in Australia, guns are very rare. Mm-hmm. You'd never see a gun in public, right? Except if you're a if a police war, police officer walked past or whatever. Sure. So guns aren't a normal thing in Australia. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that um, so on a film set, um, so I was working on something like a TV show a couple of years ago, for instance, and we you know we had a scene where the actor had to point a gun and it wasn't even loaded it had to be real gun because we were close enough to see it but it wasn't loaded he had dummy he had just had dummy rounds mm-hmm. in it so that you could see that it wasn't it mm-hmm. was loaded but it wasn't anyway so and we're taking so we lined it up with the actor here's the shot yep all safe there's no rounds We're not shooting anything it's just pointing and then oh hang on there's a light over there we need to move it and we took we took 10 minutes and so then the armourer ended up okay hang on a minute I've just got to duck out go to the bathroom whatever and they have a system like okay the the gun goes in a safe they have a safe on like a you know box on set that gets locked he puts mm-hmm. it in there his assistant stands by that safe you don't walk away so because he, he has to go and you know go, do whatever he has to do so he a lot of times bathroom.
0: our guys will just stick it in a holster and keep it on them yeah or keep the, it... one on way them. or the other they're not leaving it or it's locked yeah and but and but even but
2: even that yeah you're not um you've got to be like you right on it can, but even that you've got to be on it with someone else yep. so yeah, yeah. yeah. every um. oh they're
0: back <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey guys sorry we're just finishing up so my 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 friend who's allowing us I, I I just wanted to get that last part the the same shit is true here I never thought it could happen here yep and um,
2: so basically because we have all the same shit as you do but in saying that um, you know it's happened here it's happened everywhere and it always yeah. comes but accidents on, on a On a broader level, accidents that happen, whether on a set or on a building site or whatever, they're never the result of one thing. No. It's always the result of... Rust was not an accident. Seven things that... Rust was not an accident. Yeah. And you say seven.
0: Seven's like the minimum. Yeah. But it's always multiple things that lead up to the perfect storm. And now somebody's Um, dead. I know. Anyway, we'll have to wrap it up because I
2: don't want to... I don't want to we're I'm borrowing his space so <laughs> but, oh, thanks so much thanks for having us
0: but AJ I could talk to you forever man thank you
2: oh, thank you congratulations I, on the uh podcast and keep it going <laughs> I'll try <laughs> thanks dude thanks man
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode with AJ Johnson he really is a cool guy and I could have talked to him for hours and hours more so thanks to him for being on and uh also accommodating my schedule and just being a nice guy in general. Also, thanks to Walter Claussen for sponsoring the show again. I'm really excited to have them back and uh, thankful for their support. If you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash walking backwards. Or if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at walking underscore backwards underscore podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.